0: Word. Thank you for being here, sir. Of course. Appreciate you. Of course. Everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Loading with Will and Finn. We are back in studio again, and we have an Orange County native guest here with us this week. His name is Matt Saucedo, longtime friend of mine from he, back in he, the uh, day. He braved the
1: traffic to come down here. From he made support. the
0: long drive up. That's Thanks long. a lot for being here, man. It of means a course, lot. Of course, of uh, course. So,
1: yeah, go ahead. The the traffic wasn't that bad getting up here, thank you Waze so much <laughs> Shout out for to Waze. taking me the proper route and not going straight up the 405, yeah. that would have been a living nightmare the thing honestly. Is,
0: going to high school every day, there's like an hour long commute to get in from where we live, or since from where I moved, and Waze will take you, uh, there's a hundred different ways to get to Loyola High School from this location, and I've taken all of them probably. <laughs> Different different routes every
1: week. See, I'm not a Waze guy, actually. You not know a Waze well, guy? No, because I had one Waze experience that like literally turned me off to the whole thing. It was one of those games where it was like Barcelona versus like Galaxy or something like that. Downtown. You know okay. how like you know how like, like one of those showcase well, like, yeah, one friendlies. of those showcase yeah. things and I was like, that's you know, got tickets to that with my cousins and uncle and my dad. Really stoked to like go out there. And we got stuck in traffic with Waze. And you could literally tell everyone was using ways because everyone was making turns. The same like, turn It would give you quick updates. Like, dude, six you notice minutes sometimes. It turned here, and all of a sudden, everyone merges into yeah. this lane, and we didn't go to the game. We literally missed really? the game. Like, it was oh, like oh. we were stuck in traffic, maybe a mile and a half away okay. from the stadium the entire time. I
0: do recognize that when you use ways, you have to. They basically have a base assumption that you have zero fear as a driver because <laughs> they'll be like, "Yeah, carve through LA and then make this." insane left turn across eight lanes in you know on Olympic Avenue in in, in LA or on, I, def- I definitely
1: had some close calls coming up here. I was <laughs> I was bobbing and weaving like yes. Muhammad Ali over here. Dude Say I can't I don't actually like using maps at all. No? I'm like a homing pigeon. Once I do something once yeah. I'm just gonna keep doing that. Yeah, like that well, same you're, route. You're forever.
0: born in the city. You probably know it way better. You know, yeah. Matt doesn't make his way up here very often. That's no. true. Yeah. 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 yeah, I would, would use it great. to get to
1: OC. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: So Matt is actually an OG subscriber to the pod. Thanks a lot, man. Like when when we first announced it, uh, well, man, like almost over two months ago now. It's Crazy that it's been that long. But he uh DM'd me on Insta and he's like super stoked for you, man. Would really love to be on one day. So I'm really stoked we can get him in for episode seven. Uh, as an OG supporter.
1: Yeah, of course. I, I mean like I really appreciate you guys bringing me on so I can kind of explain what I'm doing right now and I I hope that you guys like it. It's I find it really interesting so I, maybe my enthusiasm will make you guys equally as interested as I am. Yes, so sir, It's a episode we're really excited about because it's uh, a pretty opaque field that Matt's, you know, a, a professional in really. Mm-hmm. Um And so it I have a feeling most people aren't going to h- know a whole lot about it. I know I right. don't. So it's going to so be nice to get a little more. Uh, what we're what we're
0: mapping right now is Matt is embarking on a film career right now where he is very interested in the creative process in, as far as filmmaking and screenwriting goes. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yeah. So I write um, primarily scripts and um, try and Be as creative as possible and think outside the box. And you know, little sparks of inspiration just come, I swear, out of nowhere. I mean, Mm -hmm. most of my inspiration, I'll be sitting in the shower and be like, wow, that's a really good idea. I should write this down. Shower thoughts are the best thought of the day. I'm not going to lie. Shower thoughts and when you're trying to go to bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as you go to that oh. I actually have a couple buddies that keep notepads by their like, bed. Like
0: dream journals. That I have, I forget a, what I have a, a little
1: black journal. I wish I would have brought it up with me today no, don't. just to like it's, bubble through them and read Oh yeah. Alone. And I have <laughs> like a couple things where I've written down like character names or like yeah. tiny little ideas and some of the times half of it's just completely cross out yeah. like mm-hmm. I'll do it at like Four o'clock in the morning, I'll wake up and be like, hmm, that's a really good idea. I'll write it down and then I'll go in the morning, be like, look at it again. Wow, that was a horrible yeah. idea. What was <laughs> I was getting too tired? What state of mind was I in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, how long have you been writing for? So, I originally in like middle school, I've always been told like you are not good at writing like essays and all that stuff and i wholeheartedly agree yeah i can't Mm -hmm. write a a research paper or an essay to save my life but i think in the time during high school i started coming up with more creative things and i started realizing maybe i should direct my writing towards a different type of writing Mm -hmm. which is script writing right so i looked up how to properly write a script and there's a lot of programs out there uh, one free program is called Celtics and um, they have the proper form of like you can hit space and enter and all that stuff and it will transfer from an action line okay. to a dialogue line mm. and um, there's other programs. The program I use is uh, Final Draft which is industry standard Okay. and there's they it's so complicated to there's so many more things that you can do through the program, like coordinating with other script writers and stuff, no, and cool. uh, all the directors. Versus like it.
0: just typing on a word doc you're saying, right?
1: Yeah. I, I, if you are wanting to write a script and you want to try and do it on like Google docs, don't do it. It's a waste mm. of time yeah. and you're going to take so much more time and be more frustrated than if you went to the free program and there's tons of them out there that you can find so just do those use those programs and it will the flow of how you write will be so much easier Mm -hmm. so you're that's good advice you grew up always really into writing right yeah and you weren't discouraged by research papers and stuff like that because i loved writing growing up but then i did research papers and i'm like this sucks mm-hmm. the fun out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just kind of a task to do, and I honestly it made me not like writing things anymore. Like yeah. So I I think I realized that, you know, at, when you're going to college, that there are papers that you have to write that you don't want to write. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you, if you get those done and you get those out of the way, you have more time to write about something that you actually like. Care about, yeah. And. You know, some of the the times I don't really necessarily write everything that I've come up with, and Mm -hmm. I just kind of let it sit and fester, because I have to let the ideas kind of formulate a little bit longer Mm -hmm. before I really start diving down into the process of writing a script. And I'll go through that in a little bit of what my process is for how I actually get from the idea that's in my mind down to... However many pages I mm-hmm. write in a script. Yes.
0: if you could, what 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 for you would be like a, a general demarcation line of an idea that you will move forward with? Um, you know, like how far of a plot how much of a plot in your head do you have to be able to conceive and believe in and be excited about in order to move forward with a, with a, an idea of yours versus what's the demarcation on on the short side?
1: Well, I think honestly, for the past scripts that I've written, I have had those ideas in my mind for a while. Like one of the scripts I wrote, uh, it's called Ash and Cash and, uh, it's a working title, but Mm -hmm. I had that in my mind for like five years. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had been formulating how I would get to where it is today for like a really long time. And the mark, and it may be, it's a very different for many different people and I have to think of the entire thing before I even start pen to paper. Pen to mm-hmm. paper, paper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was about to ask: Is it kind of something where you come up with like an idea? And you're like, "What? How, this would be a great ending," or, or like, and you work to get there, or is it more like you start with right. the beginning or just an interesting? I don't even know where you would start. Right. You know, like, what I mean? how, like, Dave, like
0: how, how Dave Chappelle writes his jokes, right? Punchline first. Yeah. And then Punch writes the joke old, later. Remember? Yeah. and then I. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so I mean there's uh, with some ideas it will start somewhere in the middle like Mm -hmm. how you say the punchline, or i'll think of like big action scenes or a big uh big part at the end or the big finish or how they walk off Mm -hmm. but once i really start writing it it is so subject to change yeah all the time i literally will go through with uh i think one of the scripts i wrote tracks i wrote it I rewrote it uh, probably like ten, maybe fifteen times, yeah. all the way through. I had to, really? sc- I scrapped it, I think, completely on the fourth draft. Wow! I like completely scrapped it, and I was just like, "This is not working. I got to mm-hmm. restart from the beginning and work my way That's, through." Yeah. It must require a lot of patience. It, it does, because yeah. I mean, like it, you know, like they say, Rome wasn't built in a night. Mm-hmm. So or in a day either way or night probably yeah, either pain it, in the ass it to probably took a day. couple of yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler i'll tell you that, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll pop that was a of, but yeah pop that must Metropolis. require a
1: ton of yeah. patience i mean like personally coming from my thing i think if i had to if i had done four drafts on something and then mm-hmm. had to completely redo it yeah let's be let's be 100% bones?
0: honest right now on every college paper you wrote yeah how many drafts on average, one. I was gonna say I finished it. <laughs> didn't
1: reread it because I go, guess what? I just read this thing. Why well, would I reread it? I would love. I, I
0: would love to hear from a YouTube commenter if this is just us in general, or if we're just that bad that I don't think I ever wrote a second draft.
1: I think I've gone through like <laughs> I with... check for comma mistakes. Yeah,
0: I mean, like besides like grammar and stuff. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Once I, I was done with it, I was done with it. <laughs> thank thank the Lord for Grammarly, because yeah. that honestly saves my ass so many times like it's ridiculous for essays and all that stuff because yeah. i'll maybe do two drafts on like a college essay but that's about it yeah respect. max two max, max two. Oh he, yeah on like the Easy. final
0: paper i'll look at it again yeah <laughs> it's like
1: a max two if like it's required to have a rough draft you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah like a rough, if a peer editing is like somehow a part of it like oh yeah
0: people even just submit the same thing again like you know i don't know Well, uh, I want to provide some context to uh, Matt and I's friendship for anybody who has known me beyond my OC years. But um, Matt and I were like best buddies in elementary school. We went to this private school actually where Kobe Bryant uh, and his family used to go. Maybe we can talk about that for a sec. Yeah, Kobe Bryant and his family would go to our church, um, you know, every Sunday on game day. I mentioned this in episode one. Um, And that's where we went to elementary school and he lived in the neighborhood uh, right next to it so we would always uh, ride our bikes to like back to his house and hang out after school on Fridays and stuff we would organize the stuff and we we're kind of like into doing stuff a little more crazy than other kids our age nice. so we we're like going to skate parks going uh, you know going to the wedge and doing um, stuff in the water Kooky and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just trying to push the limits as much as our parents would allow um, and so one one particular day I was just thinking about uh some funny Matt stories like as I was preparing for this podcast and the first one that came to mind was we were at his school uh his house that was on like a pretty steep hill and he, he bought this little plastic ramp and we were riding our bikes on it and the first time he just shoots like shoots down there going like 20 miles an <laughs> hour sends it like five or six feet in the air to get scared bails on his bike oh. and just lands chin down oh. and completely bust his chin wide open and we're like oh, 10 yeah. years old
1: i i think <laughs> it was like in second grade when that happened and we i got like these wooden ramps for some reason and i remember taking the bmx bike and i was i swear to god probably halfway up the hill and i bombed the hill going down towards the ramp and i bunny hopped on the bmx bike <laughs> one of those like little kid ones no, or something yeah. like that and I got too high up in the air, and I got freaked out by it. I remember bailing off the bike to the side, and I belly flopped onto the concrete. Oh! I split my chin open. Oh! And... Did you make a noise when you hit the ground? Oh! Uh, there was a was, loud thought Did you slip saying. off the ground? It was ground? a scrape. Like it a, was a
0: solid scrape. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, man. that was so tough.
1: So what happened afterwards was even worse. So not only did I split my chin open, and I have the it doesn't grow. <laughs> a little I can't grow, down I can't. There. I can't grow hair right there. <laughs> and I bit all four of my back molars in half. Oh no. Yo, what? Yeah. You can do that? Yeah. If you put enough force on your teeth, oh yeah,
0: dude, I've done so much damage here.
1: I'm surprised. And literally, I pushed, I pushed my condyles, which is the jawbone right here, dude. And I pushed it up into my skull. Oh, bro. Okay, this is getting gnarly. And I broke my jaw. And I remember, like. I, you way St- underplayed this story Oh yeah, told it. I don't, I mean, dude he didn't tell me about all homie, this stuff your homie no. got messed up oh, I yeah. just remember
0: him busting his chin open and having to hold it on the, the way to the ER
1: one of the gnarly parts was so I spit out all my teeth that were like from in my half? back molars in half and I had them in my hand and I walk up to my mom and I'm just bleeding from my chin bleeding from my <laughs> mouth and I hand her my teeth and she's like what is this? yeah and I'm, and she, I'm like my teeth <laughs> <laughs> I'm in so much pain. Oh, I'm in <laughs> like, so much pain, Mom. The worst the worst part about it was so when I went to the ER, he was there and his mom had to come pick me up or pick him up from the hospital. The doctors had no clue that I had broke my jaw. And they like, oh, he just split his chin open. And I went to a specialist the next day. They took an x-ray and they're like, Yeah, his jaw's broken. What are you talking about? You were just in so much pain. Well, dude, oh, yeah.
0: It seems like if... if oh, When you're God. telling them the story of how it happened, you're like, I bailed and landed face first on the concrete and my chin is split open. Like, broken jaw is, like, got to be one of the first things that comes oh, to yeah. mind. Right? Oh, yeah. If you're a medical professional. If you're flying things, from, like, <laughs> seven feet in the
1: it air It seems like a no-brainer, guy.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the wild part was, <laughs> like, he, he had that gnarly injury. Like, we're talking, like, what, second grade? Yeah. Uh, a little bit later, um, like, maybe a month later, like, I'm... Bombing a, a hill right next to my house, get speed wobbles on my skateboard. The exact same thing happens to me. I bust my chin open, need stitches, and have a full side of the face scar. Ugh. The whole at the right at the beginning oh, of summer, and I couldn't go out. I, I couldn't do junior guards that summer because <laughs> like, basically, it like the scar tissue um, forms as like kind of like a sunburn. Sure. So you have to stand. They tell you to stay inside and just put a bunch of sunblock on it. And so oh, yeah. I was pretty much uh, a homebody for that whole summer. It sucked.
1: Whenever I was a little kid and I got injured, before I registered pain, the first thought in my mind was, my parents are going to be so angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> it was the first thought in my mind. Know, it would dude. literally just be like, That's thought number they're going to ask me how I did this, and they're not going to like this answer. They're yeah. going to be like, why oh, are you God. being dumb? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. what,
0: what is the the gnarliest injury you had?
1: Um, I broke a lot of bones as a kid. Yeah. Just doing stuff. Um, I mean, most recently, I broke a bone trying to do a wheelie on a road bike. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is really dumb. It has no suspension. Yeah. I was just kind of sending it. Uh, I, I just I got out of class. I was, like, really stoked. I was like, I haven't done a wheelie in a bit. Let's see if I can still do one. And I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Totally ate it in front of this huge group of girls, too. They were like, oh, oh, no. are you okay? are like, are you okay? And as soon as I landed, I'm like, oh, it's broke. Yeah. Like, hey, well, that could, could play your part, snap, though. Hurt it. No, I got oh, back on no. that bike yeah and, and you're just locked.
0: like can't even put any pressure
1: you're like waving like
0: you're waving and your <laughs> arm is like snapped like 90 <laughs> yeah. degrees right like yeah I'm,
1: fine. I'm like no i'm cool thanks though and i'm just like i want to get out of there yeah. i'm embarrassed you know what i mean
0: like uh I, dude i recently ate because i That's like to I... run run front yeah. and canyon and i have this giant scar or right here on my elbow because like i very much like ate it running downhill going way too fast being super dumb Scrape my whole knee like arm it wasn't like any broken bones or anything um, but um I don't know I imagine you broke a lot of bones growing up
1: yeah so um <laughs> let's see i broken... that on brand for you
0: <laughs> yes uh, honestly from I'm, what I can remember in I'm the skate scary... park you were pretty much yeah I was either injured or just trying to be yeah <laughs> like
1: honestly I mean through playing lacrosse I've broken um every single one of my, almost every single one of my fingers. I've broken my nose. That one was a really dumb injury. I was diving into a pool and I kneed myself in the face (laughs) trying to tuck and I just Uh, pushed my uh, septum out of its socket. (laughs) Um, And I remember once again back in the ER. I didn't even know septums had sockets. (laughs) Yeah, I then? guess. I guess. I guess. And it, back and, in the ER, yeah. and back in the ER, I swear to God, I have a freaking flyer pass there. So like, literally, <laughs> you're I a just, regular, they're like you again. Yeah, <laughs> again. We meet they, again. <laughs> again, the ER is like, no, nah, your nose isn't broken. It's just really swollen. <laughs> go to the special. You talking the next about the OG ER? Yes. Damn. Yeah. Right. they supposed to
0: be like a top hospital in the right? world. And right.
1: And they're like, so some go of the back onto the busiest ones, and I feel like they kind of just mm. let shit slide. Oh right. yeah, they let it slide a little bit, but. That's the cra- I mean like and then what else have I done? Oh, uh, I have like three or four concussions. Mm-hmm. Um never really Oh, I've broken both my ankles Same. um multiple Ow, times. Dude. Yeah. 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 Mhm. Uh one from like one from lacrosse, a couple from lacrosse, and then I think one was just a dumb trampoline accident. Who was, was tra- it Kevin Ware that had dude. that broken ankle that was It literally wasn't an, an, it, it wasn't an thing. ankle,
0: it was his leg that just snapped.
1: Oh yeah. That was gnarly. Like, that's still what I was That was against Michigan, videos. dude. <sighs> yeah,
0: that was nasty. I'd say
1: probably my least comfortable break was I was at Catalina Island messing around with my friends and I ran up this chop children's slide. Yeah. But it was like late at night and it was like this slide was wet. So I oh. literally fell off this like six foot slide onto my arm and we were all having a good time. I didn't want to be the kid that's like I'm in really bad pain. Yeah. Like this is like not okay. And you know broken bones at night? how much worse they are. Like at some for some reason the first time you broke a bone that night is I've never broken a bone that no. Can't say I'm a part of that party. I've broken like my arms a bunch of times and the nighttime for some reason you can feel your heartbeat in your arm. It's just like and it's like it hurts so bad. And I was trying to, like, be, like, just cool with it. We were going jet skiing and stuff, and I was trying yeah. to jet ski, but, like, it felt like someone was ripping my arm out of my body. It oh was like. Oh, my God. I don't know. Did you guys, I spent three days on a boat. So, yeah, there's, like, like, so. It was, it was I don't crazy. know if
0: it's a, a thing in the L.A. area, Finn. Maybe you heard about it. But there's, there's like, a lot of kids do, um, you know, Boy Scouts, right, as, as, like, a way to, like, be sure. in tune with nature and be doing, like, cool activities out of school. Yeah. But in, in Orange County, there's this thing called Indian Guides. do you, you do any um, Guides? Yeah, I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what tribe were you in i
1: was a tiger shark
0: you're a tiger shark yeah yeah i was a teton so it's kind of cool there's like this um that's so sick <laughs> they're like basically all these dads right that that like trying to go on these camping trips and like it's actually like an organization if you can imagine like and yeah. there's different pockets of friend groups that create different tribes kinda
1: like boy scouts like, yeah uh, similar kinda. like similar.
0: considered a Scout boy, boy scout troop right that's yeah. kind of like the way to do it it's kind of based on where you live like there's different neighborhoods like for instance where i was from the port streets there's like there's a tribe for each different phase and there's three phases so the teton tribe was for phase one where i lived and there are a bunch of like dads from the area that all did that Mm -hmm. but like the two major trips from it were you would go to catalina island for a weekend oh yeah so that's like when you brought up would you go to the camp yeah oh Um, that camp yeah the, the you camp out there and like obviously there's all these cool like trails to run
1: around and, and you know basically buck around that for the whole uh for the whole weekend can i say something that camp actually somehow recently got brought up to me this week i was talking about catalina and this girl said she has an idea for her wedding where she wants her wedding to be on catalina and basically, everyone just gets to like go do archery and just like redo all the camp stuff. Damn. But uh, as an adult, doesn't that, that sound would be, dude, so that's... lit?
0: Imagine having uh, making your like wedding like Indian Guides weekend. That'd, that'd be that's super lit. Oh yeah. my god, because it's so sick. Like. All the dads stay up and like play poker at night. Like everywhere you go, there's different poker games going on. And like when you get older, you're like trying to buy in. Oh yeah. Sometimes you mob to other camps at night or the oh dude, the flag stealing was the craziest part. Okay, I have a really I have
1: a really good story. So I Everybody flies a flag at their base camp, right? Everybody has their tribes flag. So like Tiger Sharks had their flag, Mohawks had their flag. Um so we were our our tribe tiger sharks were right across a bridge from
2: yeah. this
1: uh or the mohawks or something like that and i remember i went on a solo mission uh, <laughs> to retrieve this flag yeah and i climbed up on one of the picnic areas where the flag was and i'm climbing up this pole trying to get the flag next thing you know i'm being hailed hailed with like water balloons, squirt yeah, guns. Yeah, it's, it's some hilarious. Kid, some kid thought it was funny and grabbed a gallon of, like, potato salad oh, and yes. was scooping it up by his hand and going, whoosh. That it's is just, funny. That kid's correct. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just covering me yeah. in potato salad. Because it's, like, super
0: embarrassing if your flag gets stolen. It means, oh, like, yeah. you can't protect it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, dude, but I there's... I mean, clearly
1: these guys had prepared ammunition. All throughout the night. The potato salad was All throughout the night, bro. Oh, like, there are
0: different, like... Plan, like it's so it's like search and destroy, bro. It's like different plans are being made to like capture different tribes' flags. And like, oh yeah, some That's people awesome. like some so flags cool. are like notoriously like super easy to get. You exactly. know, like just because of where they keep it. They're like, year. yeah,
1: that camp's a mess. Like, yeah. <laughs> or, or tribe, like that tribe. Is or so they like
0: bad. they kind of like try to draw in like people to steal it, and then like.
1: Just and, go, and then they'll like sh-
0: they'll essentially like shit on you like get you know that'd be the beachy
1: strategy uh, pretend like it would just be super yeah. easy but then like cuz there's dads locked there's dads up literally
0: it. till dawn playing poker like they like obsessively almost at every camp that's awesome oh, yeah. that's so but that much was fun. like one of my favorite memories and there's this sick baseball tur- in Catalina there's a baseball tournament so yes yeah every tribe um like the throughout the tournament there's a like an active high pitched softball game that's being played that's like, you know, uh, March Madness style, like double elimination. Um, so that's like a big, uh, a really fun thing. And then at camp Pendleton, there's like a, uh, a, a beach soccer, uh, event that happens too. Yes. Yeah. That's and, huge. and it's, they have it right next to where the, um, not the seals, but like different, like, uh, base camp is at camp Pendleton. And you get to do the the like the ropes course that they yes. have to. Yeah. And that shit sucks. <laughs> it is, yeah. I had a great, great time road. with that. Like, I don't know. Like I mean. crawling through don't the. They
1: chip. have a Spartan race out there. Oh, uh, yeah. No, the Marine Go. It's like where they have. It it's yeah. where they have
0: the the mud run down. Yeah, there. the mud run. That's yeah. what it is. The mud run's sick. I think that's like a five k or something. That's gnarly. I'd love to the, do that through that's the mud. Pretty crazy. You have to do the
1: obstacle course too. That. Oh yeah. Climb out the
0: revs. Yeah, but you're like you know army crawling through chicken wire and mud like it's just and the awesome dude the thing is like. The dads think it's hilarious because they've are they all been, like, boozing all day. And the kids are miserable because they're getting, like, yelled at by these army soldiers. like And, like, like they, they, have they,
1: so much they have free reign to, like,
0: idea. shit on you like you're a cadet and you're, like, 10 years old. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I remember. Like, like, you can't do
1: push-ups or
0: anything. No, like, I remember.
1: I remember like, they lined us all up and we were standing there and they're like, after this, you say, sir, yes, sir. And I, one of the guys like stood in front right in front of me and was like just saying whatever. I'm like, Sir, yes, sir, and just totally serious. He's like, I like
2: this kid. That's mm-hmm. I like
1: this kid. You bought in. Yeah. Oh, I totally bought into it. Oh, dude. Yeah. I was I was all out. I was just like, oh, man, ready? you guys this sounds really fun. Was, oh, dude, it was it one of the so coolest oh, It yeah. was one
0: of the coolest parts of growing up in Orange County, I think. It
1: sounds a lot more fun than Boy Scouts. I wasn't a Boy Scout, so I can't yeah, say. I Boy Scout seems a lot more like rigid.
0: Yeah. I don't do you manage know, to do both? How was that?
1: I so yeah. I started off with like the Indian Guides, and then I went over. I'd say I went over to Boy Scouts from that, and like that was like their process because you do like the whole Cub Scouts things, and then you would move over to Boy Scouts. Luckily, I was part of a troop where it was very high adventure, that's and cool. I made it all the way to Eagle Scout, which oh, was that's yeah. Good so that was pretty good what'd you do for your eagle scout project i made what did i do i made 325 feet of galvanized fencing along a driveway in this environmental nature center Mm. uh so it created a path for bikers and uh trail hikers up to a safer path and then i built four stairs out of railroad ties down there so that's actually awesome that is yeah. super. All cool. All the projects I've been hearing yeah. are like
0: really handy product like, yeah. projects. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't
1: heard any projects. I didn't have what it took to be a Boy Scout. I just
0: no first I, meeting.
1: I was like, eh, no. For some, some reason, me. I
0: always kind of made fun of them. I thought Indian guys was way cooler.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> like well, like uh, okay. I'll tell you a couple other stories from scouts. So luckily, one of our scoutmasters was an ex Navy SEAL. Oh cool. And damn. this man had the biggest bu- gun collection I've ever seen. Whoa. So this man <laughs> brought out like. Four World War II M1 Grands. Whoa. He brought out uh, like a fifty caliber Browning and. We're...
0: Those are like Modern Warfare 2. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, straight out
1: of. He brought out. Basically an old hunting rifle. Right. Yeah, like oh, those yeah. are my
0: <laughs> Russ go to's,
1: bro. The, one of the Navi ones was he brought out a Dragonoff. Oh, what? what? Yeah, he brought out a Dragonoff. And I was eagle to have some of those guns? Yeah i'm pretty sure it is i mean if you've
0: been in the military you probably have specific, probably uh,
1: and then like he had like tons of other guns we sh- he sh- we'd shoot like 10 gauges and stuff wow. like that at the age of like 14 or 13 yeah. you're like stoked on life if you right. get a shoot but it's that big of a it's gun. Gen- that's generally incredible. safe oh, yeah. when
0: you're under the su- supervision of a guy like oh, you yeah. know, shoot you? Shoot oh, yeah.
1: absolutely i mean yeah. i doubt he's just that's safe guns that's safe to know for everybody ultimate, that are like, like
0: Fourteen year olds with
1: guns. I <laughs> yeah. doubt he was <laughs> just with them. Yeah, yeah, you go to the woods and have fun. No, we had, know, like, yeah. we had like we had to go through like two classes before we even went out to the desert and mm-hmm. shot those guns. I mean, like even part of the process, he put a blank in one of the guns and cocked it and loaded it and fired the blank inside of where we were having our meetings and yeah. stuff. It was
0: loud, so
1: loud and like it's deafening. Oh yeah, it's so loud and you're like what was the point of this? And he's just like, this is what happens if you don't like, and he pointed it at like a piece of paper, somebody yeah. holding a piece of paper, and it would knock a hole in the piece of paper, and they're like, even though this is a blank, yeah. this is the damage put, that it could do. Yeah. yeah, so. Uh, I've yeah. fired a gun before without pr- ear protection, and it is awful. My ear, my ears, I've made, never, yeah. I've never and never we're done, in a valley now. too, and it was just like, Oh. And it was like, and I woke up just, the next morning. Your bell
0: is rough I woke
1: up the next morning. If you put your fingers in your ears, all you heard was... Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just like... Dude, why, oh. why does it sound like... God.
0: Why does your, your hearing sometimes sound like the computer that is just like frozen dial-up, you know what i mean like, uh, like a dial or frozen. like a static radio like why is that our bass sound inside our?
1: i felt head? like archer i was walking around I'm like this <laughs>
0: just, just brutal dude danger zone <laughs> uh cool man so uh i saw yesterday on your insta story that you were down at the wedge um so i wanted to ask you how the waves been like have you been surfing a lot this summer
1: yeah so i've been surfing a decent amount this summer um i was so wedged yesterday i think it was like i don't know four to five maybe occasional seven oh, that yeah. was roll through. it was
0: pumping in malibu we it was yeah yesterday. i was pumping
1: and um i don't know i i body surf there and stuff i've surfed there a couple couple mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. surfing there is a different beast within itself yeah it's totally insane because you're you not dro- see a lot of people going for it no <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: And and honestly, these, the people that I do know that go there regularly, all like some a lot of them get like neck and back injuries that are just like mm, that's such yeah, a gnarly drop in now. Oh yeah, like,
1: the wedge like oh yeah, it's yeah. pretty insane. Well,
0: because it's they have the giant jetty, so that it's basically a double wave. So yeah. whenever like yeah. whatever the swell is on every on any other shore, the the break at the wedge is going to be twice as big yeah. as that. So yeah. like yeah, seven yeah, footer on A Street would be like a 14 a to fourteen. Year. yeah that's
1: yeah. gnarly uh
0: yeah so it's it's wild there was a there
1: was a recent swell that just came through uh i think it was like i don't know a month ago or something like that Fourth of july weekend yeah yeah Fourth the july that, week yeah so we
0: went over a street right
1: yeah it did so we me and a couple, i didn't go in i'm not willing to do that because yeah. i mean you, you take a tumble on that you're you're Seriously in hurt. serious trouble. Yeah. And there's like uh th- one of the pro guys that goes out there always, Jamie O'Brien. Big wave surfer. Big wave Mike, surfer who's one surf... of the best big wave surfers in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This guy goes out in Mavericks, Jaws, Oh yeah, like... and he and he surfs big waves on foam boards, nevertheless. <laughs> and he just goes out there to have fun and makes it look super easy. But then yeah. you like look at what that kind of wave is that he's on, which is in California you don't really see it that right. much. And you go out there and you're staring at a 30 foot face and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, that's what he's dropping in on? Yeah. How Hold steep does it
0: have to be? It's to...
1: riding down a mountain. It's yeah. basically, it's basically like, imagine <laughs> you know that power that that thing has and how fast you're going. Oh yeah. insane. Dude, i like... a
0: spongy no less. Jeez ladies. Yeah.
1: So he, like if you're, and you have to pull rail super hard on yeah. that board because it's such a steep face. Just wants to kick you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if a backwash comes back in and it knocks you off, you're yeah. flying. And it's basically Straight like, down. the foam on that thing is it's, like, it's, oh it's yeah. short
0: break at, at it, the wedge too. It's
1: very, very short break. And, and if you drop down and you get pitched off the wave, pitch basically means you are getting launched off the top of the wave down to the bottom of the wave. O T S and going over the falls. <laughs> For those who don't know,
0: the the wave is being measured by the backside. So whenever you say like a thirty foot wave, it's actually sixty feet tall on the front. So like what you see is like massive. Half. Like so, it's
1: basically like a three story building.
0: Uh yeah, almost. <laughs> well 60 foot would be would be a six-story building so that's a way higher gap.
1: yeah I mean like but it, it's just ridiculous those ways I mean but on a smaller day like yesterday was a good day um where you can drop in and you're not really worried about too much I definitely got thrown into the sand a couple times and my neck's a little stiff but yeah um mm. that that happens and you just kind of account for it and you you're just you know it's gonna be there. Yeah, yeah that's like not too bad too. As so, long as you're not being a total idiot yeah. about it. Yeah, totally. with
0: all with all of his free time um, after he found out that he was gonna be pushed back a couple months on his start date, Finn has been literally like his. He has a giant triangle where he just goes <laughs> out. To Malibu, over you know, over here, and back to his. Crib I have down three in spots, Park. basically. I guess <laughs> <laughs> he is very much like he just said he surfed like seven hours today, probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing else to do right now. I yeah. mean, and it's I'm really enjoying it. It's such a rewarding experience because, I mean, I haven't played, I haven't done, and I'm not doing this competitively, but I haven't done a sport particularly to get better at since high school mm. you know what i mean yeah and uh surfing's so much fun because it actually is such a like a realm of creativity with it where it's not just a sport where it's like oh like you paddle a lot or you're exercising like you kind of get to approach each wave however you want to you know what i mean um because every like, wave is different every so. wave's different you know and you've got to try to extend it as long as you can and like you know sometimes it True. means being a little bit crazy. it's a new ch- it.
0: each wave is a new challenge for sure totally and i'm
1: oh, yeah. i am such a beginner right now that i'm really just uh like trying to be a sponge yeah and you're out there with some guys that are super sick and you're just like just watching and being like oh uh, i would say iron, you know
0: like growing up in newport like my parents were definitely like because some of my neighbors like that were had been surfing for you know since the 60s one guy was the coach for our swim team coach ted i forget his last <laughs> name but coach Ted got in a gnarly, gnarly, like, you know, had to get neck fusion, spine fusion surgery or something. Um, when he was out surfing and like my parents were always like not really into that in terms of like the potential, like injuries that you could have. Yeah. So I've been trying to pick it up along you know, since Finn's been all about it. Like I was way more of like a body or body surfer. Um, we used to hang, like, we usually like to hang um, in the mid forties at Newport, um, which is, Technically called Boogie Land because it's blackballed mm, there, yeah. Uh, which means, which <laughs> means Land. no fins for people who don't it is know. Boogie Land, yeah. uh, Boogie Land down there in 42nd Street. There's a story behind that too. Uh, yeah, delve into it. Why, why is it Boogie Land?
1: 40th Street, the strip from 40th Street in between those jetties. Uh, from what I've heard, is there was a mayor of Newport Beach that um, lived right on the beach right there, and he. I don't know. I think hated surfers of some sort. And it used only... to be a lot more counterculture, like yeah. punk mm-hmm. thing. You know, it yeah it was not the thing. And he m- passed a law that from forty the fortieth Street Beach right there is blackballed permanently. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. Permanently that dumb thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you. Someone's got to like... look out for the boogie boarder. I, I guess. Mean, yes. <laughs>
0: For a guy like me who typically likes the bodyboard more, like that was pretty sweet. And especially like when we have our family reunions down there, we rent some houses on Balboa Island. Um oh we don't have the hat over there. But um uh, we we, oh, we switched up our product placement this week. Maybe he can talk about it in a second. But um <laughs> a little Balboa yeah. hat there, there you are. <laughs> um Yeah, but we have younger cousins and like my, my my aunt, aunts and uncles don't want to have to worry about a potential fin slicing them, you know, so yeah. uh, totally, yeah. um, going to boogie land is always the move, like in terms of family-friendly beach.
1: I've sliced beach myself up. with my fin, so. Yeah, it's yeah. really not that hard to do. It's, it's not hard. Like, I see people. some people, no. like,
0: sharpening it, and I'm like, dude, what? Like, what? I've, I've never seen that. You always, I've never no. heard of that. Uh-huh.
1: That sounds reckless. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Honestly.
0: A little ignorant. so uh we wanted to kind of allow you to walk us through kind of your passion for filmmaking kind of where it originated um i know you had been doing some videos in high school and you know kind of walk us through it
1: yeah of course so i originally started i think my first camera was (laughs) a gopro hero 2 that i think my dad bought and he was like we're gonna go do this and this and this with the gopro and stuff and i was like oh cool and um, during that time, I think when GoPro started coming out, all those insane commercial videos of yeah. like the epic slow motion yes. of like, yeah. people surfing and skiing, so which nice. I so learned shortly after that there is an extension program for what how they right. did that. Really? Yeah, it's called uh, Torque or, uh, I can't remember, it starts with a T, but it's, like, a specific program that they run the GoPro footage through on the lower end, like, um, GoPros for the earlier ages, and that's how they got it so So crispy looking. So crisp and so slow. Okay, that makes me feel so much better, because I remember my first GoPro Hero, I was, like, this does not look like the commercial. Yeah. Exactly. Like,
0: You're like, dude, these videos are shit.
1: What am ob- I yeah, doing yeah. wrong? This just looks like I'm skiing on a white like piece of paper. You know what I mean? Exactly. It doesn't show it as a deep thing at all.
2: Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and
1: like, And they would basically have guys that would work in the film industry and they would color grade it to no sure. demise. Put like, depth into Oh, yeah, yeah. They would just shoot the crap out of it and just edit it so much. And that's how that, like, I personally got into that kind of realm Mm -hmm. with the hero 2 it was all fish eye kind of look and i think the next generation was where it was like you didn't have to have it as a fish eye yeah which was so much better but it still was like just extremely wide yeah wide frame so what were you try. making
0: like you're you're making surf videos with it yeah i was making like surf stuff? videos
1: yeah action videos uh-huh. all that kind of things i was doing short little edits to post on instagram when like mm-hmm. instagram came out with yeah uh their videos and everybody started doing their videos i think vine was at the time as rib, well rib and r.i.p vine r.i.p vine r.i.p tiktok
0: too oh <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> i honestly i never downloaded tiktok no ever me know. neither no, dude. who
0: wants not. to let china know what they're up to
1: honestly dude, more than that i just don't need to see this cringy like stuff yeah. that's up there <laughs> honestly like, you if see I, all the you see all the famous ones on instagram anyway seriously i have a just, good friend of mine who like is like my source for cringe TikToks. Whatever I'm like, like just like, eh, I'd be like down to see some. Just like, what are, what is like, what are people up to? And he will send me these like videos of just like old people just like being on tiktok being hmm. like absolute boomers it's yeah. just God. it's so tough it's so No, tough. i I, I get my cringy tiktoks on twitter really yeah really? Twitter yeah that, i they just go through my there. twitter feed yeah. and it's like tiktok 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 it's yeah. just like okay i don't even need i'm to excited
0: download. i'm excited for that to fizzle out or like we are <laughs> you know what <laughs> we i mean are like snacking. tiktok came and went as far as i'm concerned
1: snacking. <laughs> whatever the <laughs>
0: video I was and she's like when i try like we had to watch we had to watch our two friends like Film a TikTok over how many iterations would you say in Palm Springs? It was, it was the one uh, Maybe, to the Roddy Rich song. Screw
1: iterations. Oh, no. uh, it was the cop car one, like, like I'm a cop, yeah, or whatever. And
0: uh, I, don't voral, wanna, I don't even want to, I don't even want to relive how cringe that was for to watch. For four hours. Yeah, and each time looked the same, honestly. Yeah. And they did it over and over. I don't, I
1: don't get. I mean, like, props to those people that like learned how to monetize that that app and like just all they do is dance to like the newest song and that's how they make money. I can't believe that's a thing. Yeah. I can't believe that. But you and know who, what? I, who wants to do that? But China, China, like, China you
0: bought, show that? like the Chinese government bought the company. That's who they sold it to. So it's just yeah, like, it's so, so, so. it was like, wow. You China know China I mean? like For me, so it was strong. always a giant red flag that it was like gaining so much popularity. Saw, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really scared of China in general. So I saw I just, this
1: person take a third person, like uh perspective video of this chick, like in a crash Beamer. And she's like sitting inside yeah, a yeah. crash beaver making a TikTok dance in front of her like, <laughs> like crash car. And You're like uh, you're
0: like oh. You're like probably like I will never recu- financially
1: yeah, recover financially recovery. It's from like and she's like dancing in front of her like, car crash. It's like, what is like I can't uh. imagine if that was my kid, I'd lose it. There, there was I would another lose one. It. There was another one where the car was in a ditch and it was like a pond <laughs> right there, and the kid's taking a TikTok video and it's like I guess my car was thirsty. You better hurry up over there. I'm like, dude, you crashed your car into a <laughs> yeah. ditch. Yeah. This is a bad day. Bro. This is in this De- season, like yeah. this is in Denver. That's like, crazy. What like, are you
0: doing? Everything can be made a joke on TikTok. Oh yeah,
1: dude, kids found a dead body on TikTok.
0: Whoa, no. what? Yes. No. They're That's literally
1: they're doing something called randonauts or something like that. Oh, random scavenger hunt. Yes. And these kids are like, oh, we're. Oh, we found it like and they're like by some pier on like some like with like some rocks going into the water. Oh my god. And they're like, god. oh, there's a suitcase there. Maybe that's what we're looking for. And they're like, wow, this suitcase smells really really bad. Open up the suitcase. Dead body. I've heard oh about this. Oh my god. Yeah. Bro. Yes. Do you know <laughs> what knots are? So, <laughs> random knots are like it's an app or like a it's kind of like a I think like a Reddit page where somebody sends you a location and you just go to this random location. And you go out there, and you don't even know where you're going. That sounds like the least safe thing for children to be doing Are yeah, you for, can, Like, that's just asking for somebody to get kidnapped. Like, yeah. go to, like, this weird spot yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Dude, you know what like, that
0: sounds like? I, there, been, I'm i not, like, a very avid Black Mirror guy, but one of the ones I had to watch for, for uh, a class of mine was about this one kid. It's about, like, basically, like, a blackmail app that, like, like they hack into your yes. computer camera and they caught this one kid like looking at something stupid on his computer. Yeah, I think it was porn that he was
1: uh, looking at. Or yeah, something it was
0: like that. he was looking at porn or something, right? And so they like have them, they have him blackmailed and then make him do like all these like different like tasks and drop offs like at random. Kind of, yeah. And but the crazy part is all the other people that he's interacting with are also like wrapped in to this like scheme somehow via blackmail, and it's just like. They have to wait until they're like un like un unleashed from it. Have you guys yeah, seen that episode? I have. It is nuts. It's, it was yeah, crazy. Black Mirror's
1: crazy. Yeah, heard the guy had to stop making it for a little bit because he just it was like it was too depressing.
0: Well, and it's like it's, it's almost getting way too super accurate. Real. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like yeah. there's there's a couple things. I think some scientists like they went through all the episodes they're like, here's the episodes that could actually happen yeah. and be true. Yeah. And it was like i'd say like 75 yeah. percent of those episodes could the be crazy real. part was we have a lot of technology yet that we have not discovered one of the oh, craziest, craziest ones, ones or utilized rather i guess
0: one of the craziest ones on top of that was this was the app where like you would assign like a score out of five to anybody like anybody. oh the rating was, system oh yeah like, it's basically instagram but on top of that like rather than just liking it you rake you rate it out of five stars. Well, right? Yeah, but China that's you... start
1: rolling that out. So actually? that that's
0: what I'm that's what I'm alluding to is like that, literally immediately after that. that I'm that, so
1: that, not I'm, down for a race. That system. episode
0: was dropped like a year ago, right? And then in January first of this year, China unrolls a social credit system that they that they basically use through all these AI CCTV cameras that they have across their country, right? Social credit. And so credit. it's literally. Uh, it's a score assigned to you based off of how good of a Chinese citizen you are. And it's
1: kinda like your Uber star rating. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally, how you like go throughout your society. But it takes
0: in everything. Like your yeah. Your your usage online, your social media, Dude. like if you jaywalk, like like literally stuff I would like that.
1: literally ding someone's social credit score so hard. You know who I'm dinging? the people like going down Chautauqua, if you're like up in the Palisades going down Chautauqua and you're in the turn to PCH and they're on the turn to like Channel Island or Ocean Road, they freaking cut you off going on to PCH. Those people are my least favorite people right now. It's happened to me literally four times the last two days. This is
0: a guy who has a bunch of first world problems.
1: binging those people for social craze. You
0: know? Yeah, but it's <laughs> so alarming. And it's happened, you know, in, in many other ways as well. But like that yeah. show is way too spot on.
1: Oh, very much so, yeah. Dude, it's also weird. I feel like just on the TikTok note and, like, them discovering that murder, like, I felt bad. I'm, like, this poor person's, like, was, like, millions of people watched their, like, body get discovered on a TikTok. That's just so not, like, mm. appropriate. You Isn't know that, what I mean? Like, I feel like death has always been something that's, like, yeah.
0: you know. Well, didn't um one of the Paul brothers get in trouble? Logan
1: Paul. Yeah, he went out into the suicide yeah, forest yeah. in, I think it was, like, Japan. Japan right? uh, at the bottom uh bottom of, like, Mount Fuji or something like that. Yeah. It's called the Suicide Forest forest and they were filming out there and they found a dead body and they were they treated the situation very poorly yeah dude they were like they made like a they
0: made like a parody video about it
1: yeah and it was just horrible and i think that's how he became famous no, I think he was famous. Uh, they were before mine famous that. way before
0: that. Yeah. Dude, but still, that's just so weird, man. Like um, Yeah, and on top of that, his twin brother was caught like raiding a mall in uh Arizona or something. something and just did. his yeah. house just got raided. He had a bunch of AKs at his house. Like dude, yeah. those guys are wild.
1: Yeah. <laughs> dude, Start what about These, we'll TikTok, do these TikTok hype houses where it's just a bunch of fourteen yeah. year olds like living in a house.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Like no I've been seeing. I've just seeing all these things on Twitter money. where it's like Uh, where it's, like, TikTok influencers, like, on their Instagram story, reposting all this, like, wear a mask shit, right? Yeah. And then their Instagram stories, like, their private Instagram stories are them at, like, thousand-person parties in the Hollywood Hills. Dude, yeah. (laughs) And Eric Eric Garcetti, like, the mayor of L.A., is, like, literally, like, handpicking different addresses that are being, like, um... Breaking the the rules. What's the word? Using
1: tons of utility every, like, like, people, No,
0: people snitch on it because, like people hear about it and yeah, they talk on the different your properties about, and then he cuts their power completely <laughs> oh yeah for the specific
1: house I heard that there is uh they have their the schools now colleges are hiring people specifically to snitch on other people throwing parties at the house yeah. and to personally turn them into the universities mm-hmm. and they will get expelled from the university yeah and also fined. yeah I'm glad I'm not It's crazy. Right
0: the now. videos there have been videos actually from Bama specifically that are pretty wild. Hey. <laughs> I was gonna quick, say quit capping over there. I'm right? not Chill. I'm not capping one one bit, bro. They they were put on notice uh, a couple weeks ago with Roll it. Tide, man,
1: right? <laughs> Enough of that.
0: Roll that's rolled turn shit. I used to day, um, all right, man. So in high school, um on top of, you know. Getting your feet wet in the video game, you're also Literally. A, a good uh, fogo, <laughs> lacrosse fogo. So for people who didn't play lacrosse, that, what's that mean?
1: Fogo means face off, get off.
0: Face off, get off. That means so you're the face you're, off so, guy. Your only role in the entire game is to just win face offs. You ditch it to a guy, and then you you get, get off sub the field. Off. That's pretty much it. Pretty much.
1: That's pretty much what you do. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, like it's a great job. I mean, people. It's how you start the game. It's how you could end the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you're you're a huge portion of um what what the game consists of. And right. there, those rules have changed over the years so much. Right now, I mean, like it originally it started off where you could keep the ball in the back of your stick and mm-hmm. you could run all the way down with the down the field and shoot it while it's still in the back of your stick. They changed that, right? And that's been a rule for. Pretty much most of our not you, have, like high a, school you have a certain
0: amount of steps or, or seconds so how, how do you de-
1: uh, describe what you're talking about for people listening mm-hmm. you know, that aren't familiar with lacrosse so basically what you do is so if you have a lacrosse stick you punch in the back of the net uh, of your stick and they put the ball on the ground and you have to clamp over the ball making the ball stuck in the back of your net and you have to pull it out Either forwards or backwards, and you get one step, and you have to pop the ball out of the back of the net of your stick and plop it back front. into the front, like how you would normally. Why do you have to go the back? Just because tradition, or it's just tradition. Okay. Yeah. Um. And that that rule changed like I think, God, five or six years ago. hmm And um, now they're changing it, and you were able to go down on one knee so you could get more leverage over it. And if you watch any lacrosse face off, they're all down on one knee. Yeah, I feel like that's always what I've seen. Yeah, so that's what they're doing. And now I heard that they were trying to change it to where you can't go down on one knee and you have to stand up on both feet. And, and just like what bend over. Bend over. That's so uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's brutal. Or everyone like the essentially one knee, so They're wrestling. If you know what right a, like now. a
0: scrum looks like in rugby, that's essentially what the face off looks like in lacrosse. And exactly. I mean, in hockey, you know, they're not really getting their. Sh- their shoulders as much, or like, you know, their their hips as much involved into it as in a lacrosse face-off, because they're standing up.
1: I would, I would say, yeah, um, with lacrosse, you're like spinning around in different circles, mm-hmm. putting pressure on right. the other guy, driving your shoulder or, like, into the other guy. The face-off guy. Off
0: interaction could last like up to a minute sometimes. Oh yeah. Or it's just like, they're battling for it. Oh, know?
1: absolutely. That's and awesome. you're putting so much physical exertion into that one specific moment, and then you have to run down the field and pass it off or go and shoot it or something like that. What so. made you particularly good at face-offs? Um, I'm short. Yeah? I'm short. I'm only, like, 5'6", and I am w- have a wide build, mm-hmm. so uh, it allowed me to be really strong with an upper body and get really low to the ground, where, like, bigger guys, I would literally get right underneath them and have mm-hmm. more leverage over them. Yeah. Yeah. And if I would try and pick up the ball and stuff, they'd be like hovering over me. And the next thing you know, they'd push me in the back and back on the ground. And it'd be pushed from behind. And I'd still get the ball. And yeah. I mean, like a win is a win. Totally. Yeah. So it's like having a small strike zone. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Even exactly. though Altuve's got a really low batting average right now. Ooh, Love sheesh.
1: that. Hey, I, I'm
0: you know I'm very happy you. to see that. You know Same, what I think dude. about the Astros. Yeah, so nothing are you a Dodger fan, OC Dodger fan, or Angel fan?
1: Um, Well, grew up an Angel fan, but, you know, I, I support both. I don't really have a personal preference because mm-hmm. I'm not personally a big baseball guy in yeah. general. Um, I'm not even a big sports guy in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I love to play sports, mm-hmm. but watching sports baseball is just kind of like a very slow sport for me to watch True. totally and uh i mean like i'll support my my angels and support the dodgers and stuff like when mm-hmm. the dodgers were in the world series i was like go dodgers yeah all about but, it yeah. yeah all about it you got to support that california team. i mean like look at the san diego padres right now yeah they are like, yeah but they got manny machado and i've got i'm of a mind we got to beat with him we got to go to beat with oh okay yeah, he's
0: a lazy, but, uh, lazy kid, man. But on the contrary, I was never like really into the Angels as much um, from the OC because my grandparents um, have been season ticket holders since nineteen, uh, you know, since they came to uh, LA. My, yeah, my great grandfather had season tickets, so since nineteen fifty eight, they've been going mm-hmm. to games. My grandpa grew up right next to Dodger Stadium, like a couple blocks away. Um, so we were kind of ride or die Dodger people growing up, and you know. Got had to watch the um, Ducks win in 2007 and the Angels win in 2002 before we even saw any of, uh, any of the LA team choose
1: win. to forget the Angels won a World Series. In
0: 2002, they were studs. Yeah, no, I yeah I choose they to were. Forget Sean Figgins and... Uh, yeah. uh, all the Jared boys. Weaver. Jared Weaver, all the boys. Um,
1: Vladimir Guerrero. Uh, Darren, Darren Erstad. Vlad was...
0: Vladdy Guerrero. Ready.
1: You know his son's His son too. is killing it yeah, right yeah. now. Oh, with my God. He's the gosh. Rangers?
0: uh what? he's playing no. on the blue jays blue jays, blue jays yeah. that's
1: right yeah. he's uh he was in the home run that, that man hits balls guy mashes. that
0: guy rakes oh my the god guy he's got he's got big cake for it too like vladdy did he's a big dude <laughs> oh yeah do
1: you remember watching vladimir grow hit a home run off the ground dude yeah
0: <laughs> it like hits home plate and she scrapes it off the ground and he
1: also hit home runs multiple home runs on walk off like on like intentional walk pitches yeah, oh yeah they were like, figuring him out and he literally just extends and just... <laughs>
0: dude what an absolute beast that's awesome yeah um, all right, so after um, you kind of had a little bit of success as a fogo in high school, you played club lacrosse at U of A. So yeah, talk a little bit about your time at U of A, even though it was a little short. So it was a little give, short. Us, give us a story about U of A.
1: So yeah, so um, that's
0: Arizona, by the way.
1: Yeah, U of A University of Arizona, not no. to be confused with Alabama.
0: West yeah. Coast U of A is Arizona.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, similar instinct though. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, similar premise similar <laughs> premise uh so i was there for a year in 2016 i believe yeah uh, 2016 to 2017 and i it's a it's a part of this league called the MCLA which is uh the club uh, it's like club lacrosse but it plays sort of at a level of like a D2 or like sure. a D3 mm-hmm. and uh we train and practice the same same way and stuff and I came in there and nobody knew who I was. And um, I came out and practiced and started doing face offs. And their main face off guy was going up against me. And I was basically just cleaning his clock. Oh, dude, love that. That's I awesome. Was, I was basically cleaning his clock. And <laughs> like, th- everybody's like, who is this kid? Yeah, who's this who is this guy? kid? And uh, so eventually we started doing practices and uh, uh like scrimmages against ASU and Grand Canyon and we went out to Phoenix one time to play our like fall like whatever and they put me in uh, for the first face off cuz I was they were like well you're doing so good in practice yeah. might as well just give you a go mm-hmm. and I played both games and i think i went like uh like 95% in the first game win Whoa. percentage Damn. And then second game I went like eighty-five percent and uh they they were like we trust you now for yeah, the rest you got of me, the game. You're, uh, you're our FOGO. So um and then I played all these different teams. I played um BYU, Utah Valley College, uh Utah, UCLA, uh Oregon, Stanford I am not a big fan of you guys. Sorry, Stanford. Stanford? No, the what? tree. D- those kids were just such pricks. I have to say, <laughs> I have to say. The Stanford prick. Oh yeah, so. they were not very nice people. Uh, I'm not saying that every Stanford grad is mm-hmm. one of those people. I know a bunch. of We have of Stanford a couple friends who went
0: to Stanford. And they're good people. I love yeah, them. They're no, they're I'm good not good saying. love all our Stanford homies. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they, the they tree. they're not yeah. included in. in they,
1: this these, talk. these guys were. Something else, I'll tell you that. But um, Stanford plus lacrosse sounds very preppy, mm. very prep school. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. it was very much so that, and uh, we played a bunch of teams. We didn't uh, get to the finals because there was like, I mean, Grand Canyon. They recruit kids that are like supposed to go D one, and right. they're like, they don't want to go D one because they don't want to go to the East Coast, but they just want a small mm. like school, mm. small education, is, and is they GCU go there. You
0: in uh, Nevada?
1: Uh, Grand Can, I, I think it's in Arizona. Arizona. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty you sure it's know in Arizona. Like the Grand Canyon. hmm Yes. I thought it's in Nevada. No. It's in both. Wait. It up. It well, Actually, it is in both. It's it in is both. in both because
1: the Hoover Dam is part of the Grand Canyon, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, that's Go the like into... Colorado River. Isn't it? What goes through the Grand Canyon? Isn't it the Colorado? I don't
0: know. Inquiring
1: <laughs> minds, guys, <laughs> inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. <laughs> Drop it something in the comment section it if you make It could made be the part.
0: Parker River because the Parker River is down in Arizona.
1: I know there's Let's not pretend to like just pull rivers out of nowhere. I know. Yeah. the two rivers. The I know, dam, man. <laughs> I know that the Hoover Dam. That if you go in the middle of it, half of it is Arizona yes. and half of it is Nevada. Yeah. Ah,
0: okay. So we solved that. It's yes. kind of by Vegas, though. So
1: yes, it is. It's close. It's really close.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, so yeah, my time at Arizona was pretty short. I mean, I only spent a year there. I just didn't like the the vibe that was there. It was. Pre- I mean, there's not that much to do in Tucson. Yeah. Other than go to a pool um rage rage pretty much <laughs> pretty much is rage rage raging pools and go to school in blaring hot heat yeah dude I couldn't do that dry heat not oh. dry heat but Duh. you're
0: you're into the humid heat right I like the humid heat okay
1: yeah. well it's Alabama heat is oppressive but dry heat is like it's something you, different you could survive in humid heat dude, yeah. I'm, you were left I'm with, totally
0: of the opposite velocity if you right? were left like, without water in humid
1: me. heat you would survive Mm. Yeah, like, a couple days. A couple days without water in Tucson, you're dead. Dude, like, yeah. lizards live in, yeah. in Tucson. There's something about, like, like being in the plenty shade. Plenty of wildlife lives in Alabama. It's, like, so much more hospitable to, like, Oh, Yeah survival you know what i oh, mean yeah. the thing is
0: though when you're in humid heat like in bama like you're sitting under a big tree there's no difference as if you're standing like very in the dead of the there's sun. no relief okay yeah that's that's kind of where i make the distinction you know what i mean you know but, what's
1: weird is the heat has gone down in my memory is a good thing for some reason right as brutal as like was. my
0: dad one of my dad's favorite like reggae my dad's really into reggae and he listened to this this song 96 degrees in the shade Uh, really good show but yeah yeah, that's literally that's about about how humid jamaica is that is about it
1: yeah well i mean there was i mean like in the earlier year or earlier on in the first semester you get monsoon season oh and in arizona in arizona oh yeah in tucson in particular they would get heavy heavy rain and it would be so dry that the water would not like soak in or anywhere and it's so flat there just that floods? it floods like no. there's no tomorrow no. it's insane like i would be walking to class and there would be puddles that come up to like my pockets yeah that's mm. it's ridiculous dude. i bet that means be at least a bunch of people like water skiing behind trucks and stuff like uh, oh yeah that happened in Alabama. Oh, yeah.
0: how fast could you go love water skiing on a truck yeah behind a truck yeah. in- trucks are a big here's thing here's the too. thing is
1: alabama has the infrastructure is very poor for the weather Really? Um, the city is not built in the sense that like there's there's area not a lot for of a weather zone. there ever. Oh, there's tons of weather. Really? It rains hard in the south. Like out of nowhere, it's like apocalyptic rain. Mm. You can't drive because you can't see like right. very close in front of you. So, and for some reason the infrastructure isn't very good. They'll have a lot of neighborhoods where all of the water just meets in the middle and doesn't mm. drain. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what Arizona. And does. then all of a sudden, trash cans and stuff will tip over and then block the drain, and it'll uh. just flood everywhere and these people like it gets in homes and stuff like that it's an engineering problem more than anything but yeah people will like get in their f-150s and behind it people will be like sitting on like a board and after a big snowfall there's there there are certain
0: streets that are less popular in ann arbor like just only a block or two off campus that um wouldn't be plowed or like the the campus wouldn't pay to be plowed so like all the property owners would have to do it so you know on on trucks and cars too you just kind of tow rope and snowboard around yeah see
1: that seems way more enjoyable than like going through some dirty puddle water yeah i was like but but you also have to deal with like
0: zero degrees for like four months five months okay yeah
1: (laughs) i'm not i'm i'm a california person so hundred percent i can't good life i can't deal with cold i mean like the only way I can deal with cold is if I'm personally going up to the cold to enjoy the cold. Exactly, dude. So, That's how I felt. Yeah, it's got to be like a, a vacation to the cold. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Uh, it's a weird thing. I just realized, when's the last time you looked at your weather here? I never looked That's at my ex- weather Dude, here.
0: checking the weather regularly is so yeah. weird. I used to I do it in Alabama it.
1: a lot, especially in like, Alabama will have these weird stretches where all of a sudden it went from being super hot to like, it gets super cold. Like, it'll drop like 30 degrees in a week. But, oh, yeah, it'll go from like seventies and hot to like. Uh huh. Did you guys ever have any like
0: gnarly tornadoes out there? Is that tornadoes um, from Bill, or is it got, does you have to go further west for that? They've
1: got um big. They've got no. It's not tornadoes. Yeah, no, it is tornadoes. Is that it? they get? Yeah.
0: Wasn't um, there like a big one that like so they always talk about? So a couple years before
1: I got there, there was one that like destroyed Tuscaloosa. Some Ooh. like students died. It was it was really sad. It was uh, really sad. Um wow. And, uh, so ex- there's a big street called 15th Street. If you look at a picture of it, all the stores are different. Mm. A lot of the stores are now on different sides of the street and stuff. It just, like, it reads it...
0: Just tore through right down. Yeah, it's
1: really gnarly. Um, there was, like, some tornado warnings where you have to go into, like, a bunker and stuff like that. Or, like, some tornado safe shelter. Like That's a, a very um, big difference from, like, here on the West Coast yeah. and, like on the south and on the east coast and all that stuff, or ter- tornado bunkers. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, everybody
0: has a basement. Yeah, everybody, it's but, so everywhere wild. Here, totally.
1: It was, it was weird. I remember not really knowing what to think of it, because it's such a foreign thing for me. You kind of just take the lead of your friends, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like If they're concerned, this is a bad one, if it's not. But the thing is, it moves so quickly. There was plenty of tornadoes that really messed up places about 15 miles away, less you know like wow. tore up through towns that were not very far like um away from us uh and they just didn't come to you cuz what tornadoes do is they bounce off the ground
2: yeah
1: um so they're totally erratic in their path mm. so you know they so can miss like it could hit hit this house yeah. and then it could bounce over and just like go over to the exactly. next exactly it's it jumps That's over so houses wild. Yeah. there's pictures of like totally destruction and then one house standing cuz it'll bounce over houses and stuff yeah but tornado weather is a, a thing it's really humid heat, mm-hmm. and it's still air. Yeah. Like, there's no wind, there's no gusts, it's just still air. You For some reason, I you know, feel like there's always cicada buzzing and stuff, and it's just hot. It's really, it's bizarre. Yeah,
0: that's kind of how it feels in L.A. right now. I mean, like, for those who don't know, like, in order to shoot this, we have to turn the AC off, and by the end of the episodes, I don't know if you've been noticing, but <laughs> it sweating. gets hot in here. It gets I'm, really I'm fucking hot I'm sweating.
1: Here. Freed. yeah, yeah. Much i mean right i now. have to
0: text all of our guests a little warning i typically say wear shorts but uh yeah thanks for the warning <laughs> yeah i did not i did not learn <laughs> well. um so were you uh at studying film while you're at u of a or were you no uh, involved I, in any other b- form of study there
1: i was uh so i was studying business finance and that put me into a boring sleep yeah uh because i i just realized it was not me i just i thought I was choosing a safe route mm-hmm. going down business finance. I was mm-hmm. like, this is gonna be a successful path. This could lead to many successful things. And then I realized, wait, I'm not gonna be successful at this because if I don't like it, sure. I'm not gonna be successful in it mm-hmm. because I'm not gonna be passionate about it. Yeah, you gotta do I had zero like... motivation to do it. And I think that's kinda like why I think I wanted to leave U of A, because it was like A what I was studying was just not important to me and they didn't really have what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have a film program, but it's not is studying film in Arizona. What's the point of that? Yeah. It's just kind of like you're gonna go work in a news station. unless am you, where yeah. you're from, too. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. If you have the opportunities are
0: much more rich down here. Yeah,
1: exactly. That. You're 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 gonna have more opportunities living yeah. in California and studying film rather than studying film in I don't know Tucson, Arizona. It's yeah. just like it's not gonna work. Sure, totally. So i mean like i did do uh i I remember what kind of brought me back into the light of film was while i was at u of a there was somebody posted on a facebook uh thing in our freshman year facebook group does anybody know anybody that can film or edit footage and stuff and my buddy tagged me in the post he's like this guy's the man i'm like okay cool so i went and i did i read the guy's script and i filmed it for him and then we turned it into film festival at U of A. What? Yeah, and we ended up winning the festival. What no yeah, that was awesome. Man. I had like zero expectations to like do it or that we were gonna get that far in it. And the way that I edit the footage or the footage and I did like did everything together, like they apparently loved it and they chose like the best fifty or fifteen films to show and it had to be under five minutes. And they chose the top four, and we were in the top four, and we're like, wait, what? This is awesome. Yeah. And my crew was sitting next to me, and they're like, yo, did they just say our yeah. name? <laughs> we're like, yeah. We're, we go up there, we're like, thank no, you so much. No. And we're <laughs> just like, wow, okay, that was totally Who did unexpected. you have judge
0: it? Like, different professors at school? Or? Yeah, the
1: film professors at U of A were That's judging awesome. it. That's and dope. And there was, like, a bunch of kids that were like, "I, you were watching their films and stuff, and you're like, you know, some fil- like student films are like really artsy fartsy, and they mm-hmm. mean a lot to that student, but they, they just, don't translate. They don't yeah. translate. Mm-hmm. Totally. They were like really. I can deep imagine in that meaning. happens a lot. It's the the films that were the funny ones or the ones that like made sense. Yeah. Were the ones that won. Yeah. So like, there was a bunch of people like I could see their passion in the film. Right. But it's just like it just couldn't relate. This is a perfect intro to a question I was thinking yeah. about asking you. Good. Um, which is, how do you manage passion and commercialization of a project? So, I mean, for you, filmmaking, writing, I'm sure there's a lot of artistic expression involved, yeah. where maybe you can be like, this means a lot to me, where those kids go down the road where, you know, they may be a little too much focused on the artsiness of it, and mm-hmm. it doesn't translate to right. the audience.
0: Like they're trying to win like an yeah. Oscar in cinematography, but it's like, yeah, this is a film, this is a,
1: yeah but at the plot. same time you want to make something that means something to you you mm-hmm. just don't right. want to make something that's just commercially eatable mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. so, so i mean like with both my scripts that i've written they they kind of translate to something that can be commercially like people would eat it up yeah in a sense and they i think like the, you can add subtle hints of like there's like there's a reason why this specific thing was there and there's a reason why this other thing was there and the reason why the character is doing all this and this and this but you have to re re you have to keep in the back of your mind and a lot of people don't understand that you're trying to show this so other people will understand it and like like it you're Mm -hmm. you're basically it's like you're trying to sell uh a movie to the dumbest person possible sure and you have to make it so easily you have to make it so that person can understand what Mm -hmm. they're watching Mm -hmm. and those type of movies like the big blockbuster movies like the avenger movies and all that stuff those sell really well Because there's not a lot of context to them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's basically like you could join the middle of the movie and understand what's happening. Exactly. You (laughs) may be a little. Bad
0: guy. I'm rooting for the good guy. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't
1: like. I don't like Avengers that much. I love (laughs) superhero movies, but wasn't it up for one of the best movies of the year? Which one? Uh, I don't know. Age of Ultron or something like that. I think it was up for one of the best films of the year, and I was like, "What? Come on." Yeah, I'm not.
0: I'm not a big Marvel guy either, but you know, I I respect like the. The vision for you know for them to like have like Lee start this project you know so mm-hmm. many years ago and then that's this trilogy is obviously the culmination of all that because all these characters that they have multiple trilogies covering right and you know you have an emotional attachment towards they all combine for this you know super villain defeat a super villain. yeah um, i mean i also sure
1: i have to say i had a guilty pleasure of going through all the Marvel movies in chronological order. Oh, that's yeah. Dope. Yeah. so. <laughs> I love Marvel, by the way. I just, right. Not it. I just understand. respect yeah. like
0: the reason the movie made a billion, you know, a billion dollars yeah. is because like it's this is a decade, multi-decade, yeah, yeah. Long exactly. Process.
1: And I mean, like, it, it's an incredible storyline. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's an incredible. You have it's universe, think, dude, that's insane. Right. You right? have to think about it that it started in like when was Iron Man one? The the Iron Iron Man was the first right. one out Maybe of that. Like, avengers series yeah. to come out and i think that was in no, no, 2008 cool.
0: yeah it was no like...
1: hulk actually came out after really? iron man yeah
0: the the ba- the Even new the one, one the mark the ruffalo guy? one though the mark...
1: but... i'm talking about pre-mark ruffalo there was the ed a ed norton the Hulk yeah, came out in like really
0: the, the 2000s really yeah.
1: yeah it came out i think it was it came out the same year as iron Man. really yeah it was 2008 i think sounds about right actually 2008 sounds about right yeah And that's when they first came out with those movies, and that was the beginning of the Marvel uh, phases. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's before like Disney got brought on and owned Marvel. Sure. So, I think the first movie that you really see um, where Disney has a very solid hand in it is the Avengers, the first Avengers, because like all the movies before that, like uh iron man 3 not even iron man 3 looks like it has disney hands in it Champions, or like yeah. thor or any of those movies mm-hmm. it does not look like it but the minute that the avengers comes into play and every movie after that it looks so much more like a disney movie. well mm-hmm. you can tell because they're yeah. trying to turn it into a franchise they're all of a sudden giving so much life to these other side characters where oh they yeah. can do spin off right. tv shows uh, well, maybe we can
0: go um so recently on Instagram, there's a thing that was popular called the Bill Clinton swag. You remember when Bill Clinton was sitting there and he had, you know, oh, three albums? or four different albums. Yeah, yeah. There, right? So what would, if you could do a Bill Clinton swag for movies, uh, four movies that, you know, if you're lost on a desert island, uh, four, I think it was four, right? Or three?
1: Yeah, it us four. Four.
0: Four movies that you could just keep on repeat for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh,
1: okay. Uh, I would go... Dark Knight by mm. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, okay. uh, that is my all-time favorite movie. Christopher Nolan's Dude, beast. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Exactly. And I'll t- I'll go into uh, Tenet, his new movie that's supposed I'm to come out. So
0: yeah, I want to ask Tenet. you. We can can we we'll talk about this like. I, I have an
1: interesting movies? fact about Tenet, and okay, I'll go right. into that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, Second one would be No Country for Old Men. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, what Coen, a great song! The, the, uh, is that the, a Coen Brothers' movie? That's a Coen Brothers it's, uh, the movie. The actor's name strip. is
0: Joaquin. uh Or what's the guy's oh, name?
1: Oh, it's uh, what's the guy's name in the movie?
0: Oh shit!
1: The guy that uses the cow. Dude, you know that's a that's a Loyola thing? that's a yeah. Loyola
0: summer reading book now, dude. Rand's reading I it right now. Look,
1: when we were in high school, I read it. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I oh. tried to get into reading, so the main guy has a name, and it's a it's kind of a spooky name. It's like a, it's a mononym. Oh, I don't
0: know, dude. I don't, oh I my dude. god!
1: And he kills people with that cow, yeah. but when he no. like,
0: do- he just springs a the locks yeah. of a of a of a door through with yeah. that thing. That's dude, that
1: device is like, brute, like, fatal he's like in that movie. Oh, yeah. he's like,
0: Heads or tails, and he's like, oh man. You know, okay. So I live. have a couple
1: fun facts about that. So. There was a psychol. I think there was like a couple psychologists that like looked at all, all these like super or the the villains of movies and stuff of serial killers, and they did a poll and they found that uh, Joaquin or not Joaquin Phoenix uh, that's a different one, but uh, they found that his character is the most accurate representation of a psychopath serial killer i completely believe that what does that say about the writer though uh what is his name um let's see the name is harvey Harvey Uh, bardem yeah yeah anton and his his name is shigger yeah what yeah anton shigger or chigger Chigger. shigger shigger but they call him sugar the, the whole movie and it's yeah, it just kind yeah, of becomes just mononym oh. and it's very scary like yeah Tommy Lee Jones is in that too oh, yeah he's yeah. the sheriff he's yeah the sheriff. all right so so good No
0: Country for Old Men, Batman, or, Dark Knight. Dark Knight, True. What's the other two?
1: Um, God, what am I thinking of? It's a Martin Scorsese, Goodfellas. No, yeah, yes,
0: Goodfellas. Dude, you're naming this. Our lists are so similar right oh, now. Yeah, like wow, Goodfellas is on my list
1: and my last or yeah my last and fourth one would be godfather part two dude
0: wow yeah right. so another, you're like mob that's another Scorchesi, isn't it godfather 2 chasey. no who's that that? It's Francis Coppola. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. I kind uh, of confused some of the beast. Lobby. Yeah. Francis
0: Coppola did. Uh, he did the Vietnam movie too. Apocalypse yeah, Now. Apocalypse Now. now.
1: So That's bad. an insane movie. I don't need.
0: To, we don't need a list off our our top four necessarily, Finn. But do you have any like movies that are definitely like in yeah, your top Pulp two? Pulp Fiction for sure. Pulp Fiction. I am such so, you. a Pulp
1: Fiction fan. It is
0: unreal. But dude, I so wish crazy. someone gave me a warning about the the imp scene in Pulp Fiction. <sighs> like I, oh, I, I like that scarred me for years like like when really? I first watched it cause like
1: who's dude. Zed Zed's dead honey
0: dude who's but Trump like is, <laughs> just that scene in the in the gun shop is fucking crazy like, dude
1: but yeah. they get theirs they, they it oh, doesn't work out for I mean, them uh, I won't win uh, yeah, the movie dude, but yeah, if, I if was if that Marquise was, Wallace does not let that shit fly I mean dude right? the movie
0: was made in 94 if they haven't seen it by now that's their fault you know? no. well
1: dude a lot of people haven't gotten onto the you know Pulp Fiction but Quentin Tarantino is like my I mean, yeah. I you it's know so I so love cool. uh, I love Pulp Fiction, but it's not my favorite Tarantino.
0: Yeah, yeah. For Whoop me, is. my favorite's uh, Django Unchained.
1: Okay, I like Django. I'd say Um my favorite Tarantino is uh, Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Yeah, Dude. that is by far my favorite. Uh, That's good. It's Stiglitz. <laughs> I think Pulp Fiction's honestly my favorite. My favorite thing about Tarantino is where you start the journey. S- barely has to do with where you I end know. the journey but oh, it's actually yeah. pivotal you know what i mean yeah. i you know it's a one and everyone's character arc is nuts if you right. look at it individually like the hateful eight does an insane right. job about that i was about to say it blows my mind i was like fiction or Whoa. hateful eight my yeah. i love hateful eight
0: i was on the beach yesterday saying like i need to give my ass a red yeah. rock <laughs> <laughs> i'm the new sheriff
1: of red rock
0: Oh dude, that guy oh is
1: hilarious. God. Yeah, that is a um, really good yeah, movie. Yeah,
0: but honestly, as far as Nolan goes, like you're choose, just you're just. She's one though. Choose no,
1: one movie. I was
0: just saying. But in, uh, Django Chain is my number one. Okay. And my tied for number one is um, Interstellar. But Interstellar, yeah. yeah. I, for some reason, I really like long like movies that are dope. So
1: hit me with the tenant fact so okay so progressively over the years i guess also explain tenant right
0: a little bit okay and they're in a dilemma so discuss that as well
1: so the so christopher nolan has done an insane job of reducing the amount of special effects that he uses in movies like vfx uh, a fun fact about interstellar they never used green screen in that entire movie What?
0: it was filmed in space or
1: they filmed it on a soundstage, but it's not green screen. Huh. They made Isn't that into blackness. So you know the scene where they he's just like, put lights in the background? It's or- all light tricks and all that Whoa, stuff of dude. him being on wires and him floating No, no, no. What about the books? That's not CGI. What?
0: Like yep. sand just going through the... Wood. No,
1: when he's floating through, when he's in the black hole. Yeah. And he's floating through he's or pushing the books to Or when he's, he's looking through the bookcase when he's in yeah. the fourth That's dimension. That's not CGI. What?
0: Dude. Wow, that adds another trippy what about, element to and it. And
1: Lars is floating through this whole thing? That's Tars, insane. Tars. Is it Tars? Yeah, not Lars. I mean, yeah, but that it's is, that is the, totally... The robot? Yeah. The robot is totally uh, CGI. Okay. That's yeah. totally CGI. I was about to say, if we're capable of that in movie magic, like, let's roll this baby yeah, like, out. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah right? Let's,
0: let's roll out a Tars here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, right? So in Tenet... We got Roombas going around. <laughs> you know, give me a Tars, <laughs> you know? That's a really advanced Roomba right there. Yeah. Uh, but, so, in Tenet... They, there's only 280 shots that are CGI mm, in that entire wow. movie. Most of it is real-life effects mm. that they put in throughout. That's so, incredible. like, every big action scene is actually happening right there. Like, mm. the whole scene where they blow up the hospital in um, Dark Knight, that's completely real. They didn't fake CGI uh, a building. They blew up a hospital. They demoed a building. Oh, Yeah.
0: Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy yeah. that you get like, how does he get to do that? <laughs> I mean,
1: probably a, he's Christopher a, Nolan. A bad he's movie big, that was gonna yeah. be. He's got you some know. some big money behind him. I oh bet, yeah, I bet. he's got so many investors behind him that just want so that next movie. How do you to be. foresee
0: this going for him? You know, because the, the movie was supposed to drop on July thirtieth in theaters. I want it so And you yeah, know, that's almost a month a month of uh, you know from now or oh, past. So yeah. what do you think his plan is for this rollout?
1: So, I know that he's already released it in like China, and there's been a Rotten T- Tomatoes review, and it's 87%. 87%, and that's like one of his lower end ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Do you trust Rotten Tomatoes though? I know. It never reflects what I love. Like I mean, about some it. movies yeah. 100% I can agree with. Like, yes, that makes sense why they did that. But most of the time I really don't. I think of movie critics as failed film students that just I are have... angry at like right. agree. Like they bury Borat. And Borat's one of movie, the best. Same movies with like ever. musician, like art uh, sorry, music critics critics, they'll just shred things to pieces just because they wanna be like both good linguists uh, yeah. and oh, yeah. you know, like thought to be a good critic. That's, I can't stand it. Never they, fun. they the 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 more harsh a critic is, the more like controversial they'll be, the more clout they'll have yeah so, is that
0: clickbait for them in terms of building it, it, it is internally? it's
1: like it's like if you were to read something on variety saying like a tenant is not looking good totally about to go south everyone's you would totally after all the hype that has been yeah. brought up about this movie that it's supposed to revolutionize the movie industry and how christopher nolan has changed how special effects or how real life effects are supposed to be in a movie and you read a bad review on it you're going to be like totally wanting to see what that person yeah. is trying to bring about it like, like it, that just goes for news in general though yeah, you know what yeah. i mean like news in general doesn't make money on good news when's the last time you saw a good news article
0: dude or they're really hard to find movie? they're
1: super hard we're to find. about to make polio go ex- extinct
0: i thought it already has
1: it may have already gone extinct that should have been huge news that should have been on the front page of Polio, every news Polio went extinct a long time ago i don't think it's like extinct there's nah, not around. we're more concerned world. about uh the controversialness of WAP. yeah exactly just like then it's just like what is this doing to your kids you know what i mean it's just all this <laughs> stuff where it's like the world's ben Shapiro's WAP video
0: oh, oh my god, god. Oh, guy stop. needs to slow down daniel lane benny oh, hey boy. but
1: so this tenant discussion brings up another question i was going to ask you so for example Super hype movie, all of a sudden the release date's not viable, you know? Right. And the idea of movie theaters being where people see movies is also a really changing realm. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Why do I want to go see a movie if I can go sit on my couch? And I I already pay for these streaming services. Movie tickets are expensive, you know? Right. So I'm I'm curious, what is that doing for the rollout of movies? Are we going to see more movies that are made by Paramount and big production companies? That are released on netflix and amazon or mm-hmm. are they going to create or their own streaming, streaming service, service you know i personally think that so what netflix is doing right now which is a huge streaming service uh such as like all those other ones like hbo max is a perfect example or disney plus um so there was a movie that was supposed to come out in theaters mulan mm-hmm. and they really they released an announcement saying that they were going to release Milan on disney plus but you had to buy it for 30 bucks yeah you had to buy the movie for 30 bucks and you wanted 30 bucks yeah exactly screw that right so i think doing that is really going to hurt them but the there's something about going and i feel like you guys will probably agree with me on this there's something about going to a movie theater whether it's it doesn't necessarily have to be like this fresh smell of popcorn or like getting that certain candy that you love. It's like paying respect to the art. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so many filmmakers and directors, like Christopher Nolan, and he is a very big stickler on this, is he wants his movies, and the reason why he doesn't want to release Tenet out in the U.S. yet is because the U.S. doesn't have movie theaters open. Right. And China does. So, he wants it to be a full experience in the movie theater right and you cannot fully experience a movie right. like one a Christopher Nolan movie or a Quentin Tarantino movie w- without going to the movie theater and hearing that surround sound effect and seeing it all surround big, big, sound, big. and especially like let's look at both of these guys one the sound production is meticulous. You know right. what I mean. They have done so much for you to appreciate that. Nick. Oh He's yeah, perfect. and they also, specifically
0: engineering, film engineering the sound for different sides of the room.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. film quality too. Yeah, Tarantino is like a freak about film. Right, very much so. So is Christopher Nolan. They you don't respect that on a Vizio. No, you know? yeah. and you don't get it. You don't get it through those little speakers on your laptop or totally, on your yeah. Samsung TV or whatever. You don't get that. And I'm kind of the same way where if when or if or when i get to that state of making a film that i want the audience to be sitting in that theater experience every single little detail that goes into that sound design i mean there's a perfect example of sound design in a movie called dante's dante's peak which is a movie uh with pierce brosnan who was one of the old James Bonds, mm-hmm. and it's because. where it's where the the they go out to this volcano and it explodes and they have to like escape from the mountain when they go and get grandma and whatnot, <laughs> and they he Pierce Brosnan gets trapped in this mine, uh, in his car, and there's this little they were debating on putting a, a like a soundtrack over it in that scene to bring up the intensity. But they didn't put it on there because there was these little sounds of the sand the line, and the rubble yeah. going through the car <sighs> that you could hear. Yeah. It's just the slightest mm. little movements that you could hear that you felt so much more like clo- in the mo. In, it sucks you into the scene. It sucks you yeah. so much into the scene, and you feel so much more tense because you can hear that little grains of sand yeah. going through the the the. Uh, totally the car mm-hmm. and you can't really get that yeah. at home you have That's to home, see man. that in a movie theater to really hear those sounds Let i me ask you, completely uh, agree i hope we don't see the death of movie theaters no i don't think i really don't, really see don't. The death I don't think we i don't have go. a theory though i have a theory that at first it's going to go it's going to be like a dvd it's going to go you produce it in the movie theater Afterwards it rolls to Netflix or whatever streaming right. service they sign a big deal with right and it'll be like a DVD instead of going to DVD It'll be like that and I hope I don't end up seeing that just go straight to Netflix instead Yeah, but, the thing yeah. is
0: what's crazy is uh, I've I noticed a trend in the, in the movie industry where it seemed like a lot of big directors were threatened by these streaming services It, it definitely in terms of box office. That's like the main like the obvious one, but in terms of them getting rep like reputations and you know getting all you know nominations for you know film awards that were like recently like Roma was a Netflix movie that they released at in like a couple small theaters in Mexico just to qualify for the minimum qualifications to be you know uh nominated Billable for best for uh, yeah. no for best picture at the Oscars right and Spielberg Spielberg went in on like Netflix movies and like said like Um, you know there's no place for you know stream you know straight to streaming
1: they were trying to they were trying to say that they wanted a separate category for the oscars of streaming service movies because they didn't like how it competed with major motion pictures um that were competing for at that level Mm -hmm. for that kind of movie so i mean like it it goes with I mean, look at um, The Irishman. But
0: that's that's what I was going to say, right? So Spielberg is obviously on Didn't that like side that of the fence. Of
1: wasn't a fan of The
0: Irishman. The Spielberg's on that side of the fence. But then it you, my see, you see, you know, Scorsese do a big movie on on that. There's a, a lot of other... The Cohen brothers did The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Right, which so good. Which is a yeah. fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. Um, but there are a lot of, you know, people in the same echelon as him as far as uh, big name producers go. Signing up and doing some of these direct to Netflix and direct to Amazon. I think deals. it's
1: a sign that one, it's it is the future. There's yeah. no, there's no denying it. There's no pushing it away. It is the same. It is art. It is it is art. And you have these big directors, and I hope to see a lot more big directors participating in that because mm-hmm. I like good movies. Exactly. At the end of the day, I like good movies. But know? here's here's the other thing too. So what Netflix is about to do and what directors are going to do is they will have a partnership with Netflix because Netflix has become so big that it's pretty much its own studio now. And they are giving out so many opportunities for young directors to make their movies Mm -hmm. that they are creating a, I saw something that they're creating like an intro logo for Netflix. So when it's released out in theaters Mm -hmm. before it comes to Netflix, But like the Lionsgate like, Lion yeah, and some of like, the signature Yeah, exactly. Openings. The and Paramount so Mountain and the, and exactly, the Yeah, so they're doing those for the Netflix-made films. And the reason why Irishman was on Netflix is because no studio wanted to make The Irishman. That is right. a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. And it is so long and it's so expensive. You have to realize that right. they digitally replaced robert de niro's face and al pacino's face to look like like children. yeah like 20 years. 30 years younger than right. they are than they are and I it mean, was like it, done, it like was done and it was done
0: somewhat well like it was it was definitely there like, was a little janky points, it was like the bear like, revenant it was like obviously fake yeah point. i thought was <laughs> but the movie, bear was but... so obviously fake in my really? opinion, yeah
1: i, I could yeah well looking back at it yes i could see it obviously Dude, i thought they actually got a lot of good credit for that bear like jonah You're hill just... made fun of it in the oscars really? i'm pretty sure he came out in a bear hoodie and was like so i'm the most important character in revenant i'm the bear <laughs> and it made sense because jonah hill is like a little lo- at the time was a little bit yeah. bigger i know that he's lost weight, a lot of weight his weight
0: does fluctuate a little bit
1: he does he's yeah. actually proven to be a very good actor
0: yeah, Anna. and a director sure. done,
1: yeah and a director the He's, mid-90s oh, the, the
0: mid-90s yes. oh my so god good. the mid-90s is a fantastic movie so sad too like
1: it's, holy it's shit it's so real though dude it reminds me of a kid I went to I grew up with really? yeah yeah, yeah. his older brother this, was no. just no it's not a bad thing no yeah. I'm not saying that exact story but like his older brother and him were absolute just not good. compatible maniacs yeah growing up and his little brother or his older brother would just come around and just like totally bully him in school and uh, stuff like that you no. know what I mean? it was just like a tough like that's tough love kind of thing yeah the no, potters that's a bummer, the man. potter boys so uh like, one of their names was harry potter too to boot so oh, dude, why would you do that to your kid <laughs> harry potter this dude, is before JK no. no. rolling wrote it you know what yeah. i mean like, oh, god. Uh, that reminds me that reminds me of there's a uh, one family i think it was in was it in our lady where no. oh god there was one woman and i remember it was the talk of the town that she got married and her new married name was Truly Boring. Stop it. Not kidding. Her maiden name was Truly Golden, and then she married a guy whose last name was Boring. Really? Yep. That is so tough. Yeah. Really? How really? tough is that? Of all the people to fall in love with, Mr. Boring is <laughs> a tough sell. That guy yeah. is better not be boring. Yeah. I, I hope that's a commitment right there. To I change. think with that name, growing up with that name, you have to be interesting. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So... Fast, you have to go against the odds there. Yeah, we're gonna
0: we're gonna fast forward a couple more years because um you eventually decided to cut ties with U of A and then move back to the back to Orange County back to Newport Beach. Yeah, kind of do a reset and found a passion in um, screenwriting and filmmaking by going to OCC Film School. hmm Um, and we actually ran shout into, out OCC. So the first time that like you know in in many years like almost a decade long hiatus from us like hanging out and and talking Uh, I ran into you at a 4th of July party at our friend Cole's house and you were blowing my mind telling me about this script you were writing right uh, when I was you know someone hammered on the 4th of July but you were (laughs) definitely like pulling a lot of uh you know pulling a lot of strings that were like get getting me going about it so I think was that the Ash and Cash script?
1: I think it was, because I, I don't think yeah. I had come up with Tracks yet. So I Tracks you to, is a relatively new uh, yeah. script. Break I love down, both of these titles, down, by the way. Break yeah. down these two... Not uh, doing anything else, just seeing the titles. They're both great. Break down so, these two projects for us. So, Ash and Cash, um, I, it's a mixture between No Country for Old Men and Pineapple Express. That is awesome. Yeah. That is so, I love that description already. Yeah. yeah. So basically it's about these uh this what these two stoners one stoner it's main focus on on one stoner his name's billy becker, uh, came becker. Oh, becker. Uh, yeah. i came
0: up with that oh becker i came
1: up with beck i used becker because uh of our homie who unfortunately passed away but i wanted to keep his last name living on spencer so, becker
0: man good dude good dude It's
1: awesome um so i the billy becker is a good-for-nothing stoner that lives in the middle of palms like Salton sea area palm springs middle of nowhere and he works at like some palm uh pawn shop and he's just an absolute degenerate and can't pay anything can't pay rent
0: kind of a loser
1: kind of a pretty much a loser flat out just an adult loser and he ends up like he he easily falls in love he's fallen in love with this russian prostitute and stuff (laughs) and he his car breaks down on the side of the road and he climbs up on this huge sand sand dune and he looks over to the side and he finds this uh (laughs) black bag just sitting on the side of the road and he opens it up and it's filled with a million dollars yeah so he finds this bag of money on the side of the road takes it and steals it and lo and behold that bag of money belongs to the Russian mafia uh, out there. And he takes the money and takes his friend who basically ditches out on this motel rent and all that stuff and moves out towards um, the great OC. And like, I based, I think I based it in Newport. Um, And uh, he's going out there just to party and live in the Russian mafia shortly behind them falling after them and they get in this tussle right before they leave and they end up getting away with the russian prostitute and then they after that is she kind of tied up with this mafia i'll get to that okay. <laughs> damn you oh uh, but eventually so they go and spend the money and then the russian mafia catches up with them and it turns out that the russian Prostitute turned them in and told them exactly where the where they were. Oh, that's a burn. So, yeah, exactly. Hey, don't worry. I wasn't. I would never expected that. I thought it was more like they were gonna like use her as like
0: a. Hostage you ruined the surprise them. twist, bro. No, no, no. that's good. That, no, no, no. That, so that's... she was she was snitching on. She him. was snitched she, on. Him. She
1: snitched on him because she's Damn, actually no one was. of the prostitutes of the Russian mafia. Dutch. Mm-hmm. That's why I said the Russian prostitute. Yeah. Little uh, little <laughs> <long>. <laughs> so, anyways, so. <laughs> uh they the russians capture them and they cut and they're like well we'll just kill you now because you don't have the money and you spent it all and he's like whoa, whoa wait wait i have an idea we're gonna rob a bank and i'm gonna get all your money back plus some so they're like fine <laughs> but we get to keep your friend as interest as collateral yeah. and uh they're like okay okay so they go and they rob the bank and then they come back with all the money they turn on they turn in the money and the russians are like okay you did this we're still going to kill you we don't care. Yeah. And they eventually the the prostitute ends up talking him out of it and she goes with the guys and they're all bummed at the end they're like well shoot, now we don't have any money, we got all, we're living no we basically live nowhere and they're like hold up a sec. I have a little stash in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, during that time when they robbed the bank in Newport, the Russian prostitute was there at the same time and collected a couple side bags of money when they robbed so they still have extra money that they have left off with and they drive off into the sunset and they're um, all good. I like Dude, that's I like, like the Russian prostitute character because it's like you both hate her probably for right. a little bit and then love her. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but also don't trust her that sounded you know? like
0: that to me that sounded like a have you seen Money Heist on Netflix? Yeah. It sounded like a money heist Slash Ozark vibe, like with you know where, like to save his life, he's like, I'll go launder your money in those in the Ozarks because yeah. yeah. there's like a flyer on the desk, right? When his, yeah. his uh, business partner got shot.
1: Um. Yeah. So you mentioned Pineapple Express. What? How funny are you trying to be with this? Um. I think I'm try. It's, I think I'm trying to be like relatively funny because I mean you're basically dealing with Billy Becker, who's kind of a burnout, and then his roommate forget what his roommate's name is because it's been a while since i looked at the script but uh he's just the uh the james franco character mm-hmm. in this he's just the total burnout yeah and along for the ride along the not knowing what it entails right. or, yeah there's literally a scene where uh billy walks into the motel room and he's just like Yo, we're getting the we're getting the hell out of here, and he's like, "Why, man? I'm, I've got my weed. I'm chilling here. My favorite <laughs> bong is packed and ready to go on the table." Is like, you can smoke that right now, but just imagine we have enough money right now where you can buy your own weed farm, and he literally sits there and is like. <laughs> and just imagine this, him like yeah. frolicking through like a bunch of weed plants and stuff and he's just like that's that's, that's the, the
0: humor part like, that's the, like cut, the cut to what his imagination is yeah
1: it's, it's really easy I like it. that you're doing that that's yeah. nice because that blend I, I personally love it when they take very very serious things and make it lighthearted yeah. you know what I mean Especially at the character's cost. or like, Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, the joke's on them. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, they're True. too dumb for their own good to realize how screwed they are. Yeah. Know? Like, I think that's great. But I'm making, make I, I made Billy Becker's character not as dumb as yeah. it possibly could be, because I want it to be somewhat serious. He needs so. to be
0: smart enough to pull off a bank heist. Exactly. So.
1: Exactly. And also, like, it's, you want him to be lovable. It's like, yeah, this guy's a burnout loser, but maybe it's because he lives in, you know, you, of you know. kind of relate to where kind you kind of relate to him and he's general. stuck in this place not because he wants to be the other guy wants to be. You right. know? yeah, I mean this guy probably wants more of him like yeah, exactly he just knows he isn't gonna get it, you know yeah. yeah,
0: so um that's Ash and Cash. What about your most recent one that you wrote?
1: So that's awesome. um uh, the like last that. one I wrote was and filmed uh, was Mimic Me, and I'll tell you a little story. So I originally wrote this movie called Tracks and the, i explained it earlier which was the it was based oh wait did i explain that was it? to my parents did, oh that was <laughs> to, to the parents head. oh my gosh okay so the listeners
0: have not heard about
1: it okay so i'll explain tracks in a second but i'll explain mimic me first but i was supposed to make tracks which was i think 16 pages long mm-hmm. and or 14 and we were supposed to go shoot it up in Big Bear. And
0: Talk about real quick the the correlation from pages to minutes on screen. So real quick.
1: each page a of a question. script, uh, so one full page should equal one minute of a movie. Okay, gotcha. So if you write 16 pages, that's 16 minutes longer. Mm-hmm. Just it, for them to know. Just for them to know. No, that's super helpful. I didn't know. Yeah. And usually, it, sometimes it adds a, It's. It's pretty true to that, but some of the times it's not because some things get cut out and some things get added. Mm -hmm. Um, But... So tracks, we were supposed to go shoot it up in Big Bear for my final class at Orange Coast, and it ended up getting canceled because COVID happened. Oh, man. And we had everything pretty much going, setting up. I was talking to the people that we were going to shoot at, like their camp, and... um, It was actually the camp where they shot the final episodes of the first season of Barry oh Mm. I never watched that but I know what you're talking about I highly recommend that really by the way oh yeah it's super funny okay it's super funny it's on HBO and um, so we were supposed to go film up there and we got canceled because of COVID and our teacher basically said scrap that whole idea you have to write a six-page script um you have to film it and edit it in three weeks and do that yeah and so i was like oh okay cool so there goes that whole idea so i wrote mimic me in a night it was six pages long which is honestly not that hard but to have a story complete go full circle Mm -hmm. and do that a lot of uh, the students in the class didn't end up doing that and I was kind of like one of the only ones that could get that done or do something of this magnitude. So Mimic Me is about a, during a post-apocalyptic time where there's creatures that live in the world that basically have the ability to swap their looks to whatever presence is in front of them.
0: Mm. So, Like X-Men shit, They're like basically. amorphous
1: people? Like amorphous people. Mm-hmm. And they... Um, they hunt the people, uh, living creatures like us, so they can turn them into those us. amorphous so creatures. They look like,
0: oh shit! So, so is it like Kirby, where they have to like swallow someone and then assume their
1: identity? Pretty much, yeah. So, that's spooky. Yeah. So. Yeah. We so <laughs> you know I, what I mean by
0: that, right? Yeah,
1: Absolutely, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Right. I'm just imagining this in like a big screen movie theater, and that would yeah. scare the like, crap. <laughs> <ass. So laughs> it would just be like very scary. I'll, but, like, I'll show you guys the film later, and it. So we fil- is there I, a place you can find this film? Yeah, it's on my Instagram. Uh, we'll link. Yeah. We'll link put it your handles we, up there. Yeah. yeah. So um, I d- I didn't want to put it on like YouTube or uh, Vimeo. I don't know. I just didn't want to. um there's more people that would probably view it on my Instagram or on that rather oh, than my YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it <clears throat> so basically this son has to go out to go get medicine for his mom mm-hmm. who's sick and dying and when he leaves he ends up going through the back routes and stuff because it's not safe to travel on the main streets and He ends up coming across one of these creatures and gets attacked by him, and then he ends up killing the creature. And then walking back to to the to the store, gets the medicine, then comes back and um, gives the medicine to his mom. But his mom actually ends up turning out to be attacked by one of those creatures, and then she keeps the same face as no
0: yes. And then you have and then you have Zavira no.
1: That is the end. Yes, I love that. That is so Dude, sick. Yeah, that's epic. I love endings that are just like And, not it's, called what mimic, you and wanted. it's called Mimic yeah. Me. And it's Damn. called Mimic. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, I can't believe you said that on six pages. I could see that being a whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that crazy. being a whole movie. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Dude. So, ba- but the funny this thing idea is, is. such like a, such a rich idea. Like, oh, this apocalyptic good. world you're building out. I could see that being, like, really, like, yeah. a lengthy thing, you know? Yeah, so that is, so basically I shot, I wrote that script in one night. That's awesome. It took me a couple hours to write, which is so wild because it usually takes me a lot longer to write scripts like that, but it just came to my mind and I was like, I was reading something in my English class, I'm like going to twist this and make it my own yeah and I can't remember what I was reading but uh, I, t- I wrote that one night then shot it in two days took two days me and my buddy who's the main actor in it and uh, then I it took me like three to four days to edit that entire video going through color grading um, sound design mm-hmm. just chopping up and then reshoots and all that stuff um, yeah it took me I made it in within that time, and everybody was still working on their films. And they're like, like I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And they're like, how are you done? Like, yeah. like, I was motivated to get it done. Yeah, you loved That's it. Good. Yeah, dude, uh, that sounds like a really exciting plot. I'm, ex- cool, I'm very I'm, I'm stoked, stoked to, to, check to watch that, out. that too. Yeah. Very, how yeah. long
0: is that? Is that short?
1: Uh, I think it's like six minutes, six or seven minutes, I think. Yeah. Dope. Because yeah. uh, there watch was a like couple scenes that ran a little bit longer, but it, it adds so much more emphasis into it. Yeah, um, I'm stoked to see how you actually accomplished that storytelling after yeah, um, acting.
0: So tell us about tracks.
1: So tracks, the movie that was supposed to be made, mm. um, <laughs> RIP. Uh, I'm hoping to eventually make that when uh, COVID situation kind of lightens up. Uh, I still really, really want to make it. So it's based off an actual serial killer in Alaska. His name was Robert Hansen. He was called the Butcher Baker, and what he would do is he would hire prostitutes off the street of alaska and or i forget where what's the main city in alaska juneau, juneau. no it's anchorage? not anchorage yeah. anchorage alaska and he would hire them take him on a sea plane out to his place out in the middle of nowhere alaska you can imagine mm-hmm. and he would It's pretty gruesome. He would rape them and then set them free in the wild, butt naked in the cold, and then hunt them for game.
0: Dude, this guy. What's the guy's name?
1: His name is Robert Hansen. You can actually look him up. Oh my god, this is a real person. That's how did you find out about
0: Robert Hansen?
1: So I was. That's horrific. So I was thinking when I was coming up with ideas for scripts to write, I was thinking about what places I could shoot at. one second i'm gonna drink some water yeah this is crazy bro mm-hmm. dude that's not <laughs> like so so basically the way i came up with this idea was i was looking online or so i had this f- family friend who owns a campsite up in big bear and the the place where they shot barry and we were going to use that and i was like what can i write Around that campsite, yeah. that would look something scene-wise. scene-wise yeah. That's not too hoaxy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Uh, what looks like it? Alaska. Alaska looks like Big Bear. Uh, mm-hmm. Big trees and all that stuff. Snow. And um, I looked up serial killers in Alaska, and I just went through and the top fifteen. Was,
0: that's a <laughs> gnarly story. I, top, I bet you hear some gnarly stories just top fifteen. I was going through the. You top also 15. were probably put on a list. When you did that,
1: yeah, probably zone. your FBI, your, You're on the grab, no bro. your personal FBI <laughs> agent was like, um, oh, he's looking at memes, looking at memes, looking at memes, he's like, "Holy <laughs> crap!" Yeah, like that. Oh drink. God! So I basically I saw him on the top fifteen. I was like, I was like, who's the worst one that sounds the worst out of all these guys? And but, I found him, and I was like, that guy right sounds horrible yeah
0: that's horrible so how do you integrate this fucked up dude into a plot
1: so i kind of quentin tarantino'd it where mm-hmm. i changed up like you know how uh, like, like alternate history like yeah alternate history mm-hmm. where like he did uh like once upon, like a, Ingl- time. Once upon a time or inglorious bastards where yeah. he completely changed history go. so i base it it's not solely focused on he's just like a villain in the at the very end and so I based it off this couple that lives in the cabin hmm. like three hours out of Fairbanks, Alaska. And I completely changed the setting. And he, the couple lives in the middle of the woods. And one, one of the couple, uh, the husband, uh, Michael, goes into town to go um, get, catch some more supplies uh, because it's their wedding anniversary, their one-year anniversary and on the way he finds like this splotch of blood in the snow and he's like that's a little weird it doesn't look like animal blood it looks like human blood and he he's like okay this is a little suspicious and stuff and he goes into town and he sees this weird guy uh who ends up being robert who passes by him and giving giving him this weird look and he's like who is this person i've seen this person before and he um you see him walk into his bakery shop and the guy's a baker yeah that's why they call him the butcher baker he owned a bakery that's such a harmless thing to be a baker right
0: Mm -hmm. the the muffin man is a murderer (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, like what the
1: fuck yeah right and it in real life he had like a family with like two kids and stuff (laughs) and so anyways so the the husband comes back and it's late night and uh so they the husband uh the husband gets woken up in the middle of the night and the wife is like What are you doing? Like, what's going on? He goes out into the middle of the woods, and he finds this woman screaming, running in the middle of the woods, and he catches her. He's like, are you okay? She's, like, covered in blood and stuff, and she's got, like, a bullet hole on her leg, and she just passes out, and he's got, like, this big metal axe that he was chopping wood with earlier, and he leaves it on the floor, picks up the girl, and then goes back to the cabin, and eventually uh it gets revealed that the wife is actually the wife of robert hansen in the in my story and um they were actually collaborating together to prepare the husband for the ultimate kill game for robert That's mm. so because he was so tired so he of was killing up next. Women. so the husband was actually up next oh. for robert to kill Damn. and hunt so Did he kind of wow. used this woman as bait or like so the the michael's wife sierra is actually the wife of robert hansen yeah. and mm-hmm. so she's like a she, she yeah she basically Which is on brand for this level of crazy yeah, yeah so she basically gets
0: alaska is a fucking wild territory bro Should yeah be going down there
1: yeah so that's wild so the reason okay. why I call it tracks. So is you because said he's seen him before. He's seen him before because he's a local baker in right, the shop, and banker. he had no idea what he would. He just looked really weird and suspicious. And he comes in the. Eventually, Robert comes into the cabin where they live, three hours out of Fairbanks, and there he's just like, "What are you doing here?" Like now he's like all tied up because he got shot with a uh, tranquilizer dart, and uh, they release him out into the wild. Uh, after explaining their evil plot Mm -hmm. typical villain kind of thing and um, then Michael ends up getting the better of them and kills uh, Sierra first like the personal the personal vendetta of like you lied to me for an entire year. I thought you loved me. I yeah. thought I, I loved you. I still love you. And it's like a very heartfelt scene where hmm. he actually has to kill this her. kind of sounds like some get out shit. And dude, actually, yeah, I was you know thinking I get mean? out too. You know when he has to kill his girlfriend? Oh, mm-hmm. God. It's like not. Nah, and, and then he actually goes and kills uh, the, the Robert Hansen and stuff. And it's like in this final scene. So in the beginning of the movie, you see Michael, the main character, chopping wood in half. And then where he meets up with Robert is where he left the axe when he went to go search for the girl. And at the very end, you see Michael split Robert's head down the middle. So it ends where it begins. So the you're splitting of something. So would the scene be like you just like a monotonous chopping wood chopping wood oh, chopping so wood. So the and then, yeah, you do it in the end, be like, scene same exact angle and everything just bang. Like, yeah. Maybe a couple Opening shot
0: blood. is like you on a vertical chopping wood and then the ending shot is Yeah,
1: the is, the the original shot would be uh, it would be solely focused on that one log. And then all of a sudden, you see the the piece of uh, or the axe. axe go down and chop the yeah. wood in half, and then another wood would be put on yeah. top and it would be motionless. Right. Um, and Again, then, yeah. And then at the very end, you would see Robert going like "no," and you see the axe, and then you see Michael walk away in the distance Damn. in a blurred background.
0: Damn. So that's it, crazy.
1: And that's Dude, what if you did like. Where it was like the axe comes down, same exact angle, and you just see, like, blood come up. You don't know who swung it. Oh. You know what I mean? And at least it leaves it. Now you do want to tie it yeah, up in a beauty, nice little... Yeah, it, you the, want to tie it up in a... That's... So, I, I mean, I love suggestions and people. Every time I explain stories to the... Uh, or these scripts to people, like, primarily my parents and my dad loves to give me... Um, I'm sure. Shout out, Dad, uh, to what I could do in the stories and all that stuff and you know it's uh i love hearing new things because i love adding new things that makes that makes everything so much better Mm because that makes me feel that people are truly interested in listening to what my ideas are that's cool and as made a very good story yeah yeah. (laughs) so adam thank you very much i really appreciate it and um those those are some of the scripts that i've written so far and i've come up with other ones that are cool. kind of just in the thought process so uh, yeah i love the titles also potentially the titles yeah. are like you got a knack for that tracks is such a good name for that you know right? what i mean ash yeah. and cash
0: tracks and Indy. mimic
1: me is like
0: you're using all a lot of great. different um what are those called like that's alliteration ash and cash is There's a also, rhyme and yeah. then oh, is yeah on and on. i like it i like it um all right so to kind of wrap up here, we kind of wanted to ask, um, now that you have a couple, three big scripts under your belt, um, in terms of stuff that's, you know, written and finished. Um, so what are you, what, you know, kind of, uh, outline what your plans are for, you know, the launch of your film career, uh, if you can real quick.
1: So, um, I think in the, or right now my plan is. To, I got one more year at Orange Coast College and I'm gonna be finishing up my GE's and stuff I'm done with all my film classes there, which I'm glad to be done with before COVID hit, right? Um, that would have been extremely difficult. I don't know how I would have done it mm-hmm. um, and After that I'm looking to transfer to Long Beach uh, Cal State Long Beach to further my film career there. Good for you, man. That's awesome And I mean like I know that I've had a kind of a slow path to get to here, but you know uh as some people may say slow and steady win the yeah slow and steady win the race oh my gosh um but yeah so that's kind of what my plan is and then just looking for stuff in hollywood to um to work at just studios and stuff it's all the script selling process like so uh, the script selling process is you go you take your script and you can take it around to different studios and stuff and you give them their little elevator pitch, and that's part of the process of how I write as well. Is you've got to come up with a log line, which is like two to three sentences of that explains what your script is. Mm-hmm. That's so tough. And yeah, right. Trying like, to try a hundred and twenty page script. Yeah, yeah. Right. Dude. <laughs> right. Exactly. So try and come up with that and put it in two lines. And then you go to the bulletin board and uh, you put all these post-it notes on how the structure of it works, and then you can start getting into your, um, your writing it down on uh, your laptop or a piece of paper. And um, I think that just doing the giving the logline to the studios, and it's really hard as a new director, you have to have a couple things under your belt, mm-hmm. and you have to know the main thing in hollywood is you have to know people totally yeah, yeah. you have to know it's people it's all about who you know it's all about who you know that's a that's a boy that's like an insider club for sure yeah steven spielberg didn't get where to where he is just because he's a really good filmmaker yeah. like he started by knowing somebody mm-hmm. yeah so i mean like there's a lot of filmmakers that don't get me wrong are extremely good and they got to where they are because of how many projects they've done and who saw them mm-hmm. but uh you have to have a little foot in the door total right. before you even get that script to that person that's actually going to read mm-hmm. it. yeah
0: film school is probably a good start you know i'm sure there's yeah. professors that you'll go to school with at cal state um will have relationship with people that might be at usc or ucla or chapman mm-hmm. or even in the industry probably in the industry you know yeah that's great man so now we're gonna wrap things up with our only recurring segment um, which is the what's up doc um, hey. we're big fan <laughs> I was gonna say like did you play that uh, that Looney Tunes game on on PS on ps2 back in the day uh, I don't know if you remembered but uh, that was well, like I was never in a video game. Day, don't, bring, right?
1: don't bring it you brought this out last I don't know who you're talking about All right, no uh, I thought I thought he was the one
0: game. I like I had a buddies that I would play with it um, back in the day but Maybe uh, a we documentary, did, but
1: like it was a fake a documentary
0: uh, <laughs> recommendation that you have for the people. Do you have any uh, in mind?
1: Um, there's one that I watched. I'm going to go with Filthy Rich, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein story.
2: Oh, Oof. shit.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think that's very good to bring up right now, especially in the heightened time of everything that's coming out with uh, Glenda Well Maxwell.
0: Gillane um, Maxwell. Maxwell? Maxwell, yeah,
1: yeah is her name's really hard to pronounce. Right.
0: That so lady, everybody involved in that is so. Sketchy. I
1: think yeah, like I also, had the new news about Bill Clinton dropping like two days ago. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a very uh, interesting topic to bring up because I never really knew when the whole like Jeffrey Epstein died and stuff. Like I never really knew. I I'm pretty sure none of us really knew. Yeah, who this guy was. Right. And, like, when you watch this documentary, you really see the monster that this man is. absolute monster. It's horrible. But it's so eye-opening. Somehow, he's not alone. Yeah. She and other people... I feel like like she and other people are more than complicit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, it was so disgusting to come to the, the realization that, like, as horrible as he was somehow he was able to surround himself with people that were even, even similar. More, uh, yes maybe right. worse you know it's well, like equally as sick all as he all was. people so of bad. power
0: all people of power all public figures too and you know who knows if you know obviously Epstein can't can't snitch on anybody he's dead Ghislaine Maxwell who knows what's gonna happen to her she's she's in she's about she's there. in the same She's in, she's the, in same, the same boat. She's the, about to go trip down the She's literally in the same prison yet. that Epstein was in, in York. It's just like, okay, we'll see what happens, you know?
1: I'm surprised that she has lasted this long, honestly.
0: Right. Like, uh, on Twitter, the second she came into custody, it's like, she's going to die of, like, COVID-19 mysteriously. High, high
1: key, I would be totally fine with her them offering her a total immunity deal to unleash everything. Because she will get murdered as soon knows, as she these, gets... Who knows, if the power... She be, will get yeah. murdered as soon as she gets released... Either way, you know what I mean?
0: But at yeah, least do an her to and sell. Did you see six 69 wanna... is posting Instagram live videos everywhere now? Like, this yeah. guy is being so ignorant. He's in LA. The guy's wild. Um, yeah, dude. Thanks for bringing up that, that documentary. I'm sure, like, when that dropped, if, um, anybody who has... I know it's ne- a little like it's anybody not who new, has Netflix relatively. probably either wanted to watch it or didn't watch it. It's I couldn't a make while. it through the first episode.
1: It was so it's, uh, so it's very disturbing. And, um,
0: just hearing how young, so how many of these victims were, and so sad. his his you know his thing with the massages, like how he would get like so many of yeah. them a day. It was so there, weird. there's a
1: special place in hell for them. They're Seriously, oh, what's like crazy I- is too is how the other like the other girls that originally got like roped into this how did they what was what mental state were they in to bring yeah. other girls into this they're, they're like all, just come do this with me everybody is all it's so like, vulnerable what? in this situation it's yeah, awful. It's, it's
0: awful. um yeah. yeah so that was a very eye-opening thanks for bringing that up um the one i want to pitch this week to you guys is a is a documentary that brad pitt produced actually back in like uh, 2015. Oh. it's called big men on hulu and it was really cool it was this documentary about um how this one geologist, uh, this, uh, this geologist from Ghana found an oil reserve um, off the coast of Ghana and basically didn't like, didn't sell the government enough on it. So the government didn't invest any money in trying to manufacture it. So he had to go and outsource um, funding to um, different companies across the world. And then the company that eventually invested in it was a, um, a company based in Dallas, Texas. And they, and they like their up, oil, huh? They like their right, oil. like a like a basically a, a oil PE company and like gas company, based out of Texas that just makes these extremely risky like you know new frontier investments um, are just absolutely cranking money out of this deal. And since like these countries are really naive essentially and like trying to bring in foreign investment um, stuff like that, like they give. These initial investors like really, really loose terms that they terms, that they yeah. like really abused. So it's like um, kind of plots the whole story of like them developing the the oil rig and like discussing like the profitability of it and they like lied a lot about like the value of oil. And you know, simultaneously, yeah, awesome. simultaneously, wow. the va- like the, the the um the oil prices were crashing um, for various reasons. So the, the documentary is really cool and. Brad Pitt, I didn't know he was that good at directing. Like, he did a great job. Wow. it's wow. really cool.
1: It takes a special person to direct a documentary, yeah. honestly. Those, I've heard of people doing documentaries, and it takes them, like, 20 years to make those documentaries. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Sweet, what do you got? So, you guys have all probably heard it. It's Free Solo by Alex. Mm. Uh, not by Alex. It's the Alex Honnold story. Mm. So, this guy... um. Is a world class rock climber, but what he's really started to revolutionize is the act of free climbing, which is climbing without anything to save you from dying. Basically, no ropes. He free solos uh, El Capitan, which is one of the most difficult, like one of the most difficult. So, and free solos really neat too because they give you. A little bit of context into the like history of climbing too mm-hmm. these are used to be day-long ascents you know by the best cl- mountaineers of their times you know they'd sleep on the face of the wall this guy does it in like three hours mm-hmm. just hauls ass up this oh way. yeah and fearless of death and there's actually one scene where he's looking down and he looks down and he gets spooked and he's like a freaking you know, half a mile in yeah. the sky at this point. Well, he
0: has that he they he doctors so like, yeah said that he can't produce like the hormone that produces. He doesn't pain. have yeah.
1: the fear hormone, right. and they're actually using him to just like to do you know a little bit of like testing, you know, or just like get more insight into other extreme sports athletes, but also like people that don't have the fear hormone. You right. know what I mean? That like don't produce fear and therefore make pretty reckless decisions. You know, you should watch it. Alex Honnold is a different type of beast too because. There's something up with him,
0: right? He's oh, definitely yeah. he's definitely off, awkward. He has a girlfriend that he like doesn't even seem like he likes. I think
1: they're married now.
0: Yeah, it's just in he's, the documentary he's made out to like not give a shit about this person, like, which I is totally think not true.
1: true, though. Yeah, dude, I think it's pretty true. Like, all he does is climb. He's obsessed with climbing. Well, yeah, and she yeah. asked,
0: she's like, if I ever asked you to like stop climbing, like, would you do it? And he's like, no, no. <laughs>
1: like, dude, Al was annoying, but I right, watch it. Makeup drama. You know, I mean, she dropped him from a very far. Right, right. I, that I forgot. That was not chill. I forgot. I that was that. a big
0: part of it. Yeah. The fact that he like didn't really trust her anymore.
1: Yeah, that. did you drop? that's not cool? Honestly, Damn. yeah. I don't know. If you've been rock climbing and somebody drops you, you you lose a shred of respect for them. Not wearing right. a shred. you not like you hold me. Especially anymore. if a yeah, right?
0: significant other. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That'll um, give you some trust issues. And
1: she kept making it all about him. She's like, well, if Alex dies, like, I'll just be so sad. And I'm like, no. Like, like if Alex dies, like, he stops living. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the problem is that he's not alive right. Like She right. was really focused on it. But uh, you should watch it. It is yeah,
0: freaking nuts. All three of those documentaries yeah, are very yeah. worth watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a wrap for episode, uh, seven. Thank you so much to Matt Saucedo yeah, for joining man, of us course. for so making the drive up. Knowledge, too, that's yes, a real of one. Course. Uh, I'm we glad. hope you guys enjoyed what we got. Um, tell them where your handles are, how you can, how they can follow you.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I, my film Instagram is, uh, sauce underscore productions. Uh, mm-hmm. that is my nickname sauce, Matt Saucedo. So you can follow me there. I push most of my content out of there. Um, my YouTube channel is also Sauce Productions. Uh, follow me there as well. Um, those are my main two. Uh, if you want to follow me there,
0: thank right you on. guys.
1: Uh, I'll have some new content coming out because of the whole COVID-19 thing, it's brought me a lot of time to work on edited, unedited footage. I have a video of New Zealand coming out. I have a video of Northern California coming out. Um, there's oh going to be tom- so much more that's going to be coming out and I can't wait for you guys to all watch it. So right thank you uh, so much for you guys your time so and
0: dropping some knowledge on us. Yeah. Of course. And that was awesome.
1: Peace guys. We'll see you next week.